The Reaper, The Maelstrom, and The Thief is a Dungeons & Dragons show by Rollcast and is intended for mature audiences. It contains mature themes, strong language, violence, and drug references. Full content warnings can be found in the episode description. Hello and welcome back to Rollcast. I'm Tom, the DM, and with me as usual, uh, JB as our little gnome Deeks. Good evening. Coogan as our Dragonborn Gregor. Greetings. And Gaz as our human Esador. Hello. <laughs> so. <laughs> Awkward. Yeah, a little bit. Well, because. Bit. Yeah, I mean, is it, is, I don't think it's Esador this time, to be quite honest. I think no, it's yeah, probably I'll, Jack, isn't it? I didn't know whether to be, honest be correcting you, but I don't know. Yeah, let's be honest here. I'll let me just fucking. Rescind that. Greetings, humans. <laughs> I'll rescind that. And as you, sometimes is Gaz playing our slimy, friendly monster Jack. <laughs> Hurrah! <laughs> All right. Well, now that I've introduced like that. everyone correctly, um, as is quickly, I say this every time, as is quickly becoming our custom, as is our custom now. I have a question for the three of you. And for the first time, it's actually the same question. Is it? Now that we're starting to get caught up with you all. And it's kind of based off of uh, based off of last session. So last session, uh, I'll get into a little bit more detail after the titles. But of course, it ended with Deeks just destroying that lovely spider monster. Yeah, he was done. He was done. He Did was it? done. Did it well. Lucky shot. That was Lucky that shot. was pretty intense for a little gnome there, wasn't it? It was. It was very intense, and it kind of got me thinking because obviously, it was a. It seemed like a big moment for Deeks. I I doubt this is the first time that Deeks has ever killed anything at all, but it seemed to be the first time that he's kind of lost his temper as such. Well, and just wants to be done. Might not be, but it, it seemed like a biggish moment. But that made me think. So let's uh, let's start with you, Deeks, seen as. You're the, uh, you're the gnome of the moment, as it were. <laughs> what was your first kill? Oh. And how did it happen, essentially? I don't have to go into major detail, but, you know, just give us a rough... Rough little... Uh, first kill. First kill were... It's probably not the story you'd be looking for, though. So it's it's a simple one as well. He was simply um, climbing a tree. Okay. In the forest back uh, back where he grew up, um, with his brothers and sisters, let's say. Um, he was climbing, climbing, you know, as young little gnomes do. Um, and he walked out onto this branch. And he was walking, he was walking, he got to the, got to the end of this branch. Uh, and it wasn't strong enough, so it snapped. And he came tumbling down, landed on his back. A little sharp pain in his back. It arched, arched his back a little bit. And he, he stood up, dusted himself off. Uh, and then looked down and there was a, a little squirrel. A little squirrel um, with, its, with its neck. Sort of like so, its its head would normally be here, but it, its 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 neck was like this, <laughs> just sort of 
<laughs> just sort of looking up at, um, at Dix. Um, and that was his first kill. Devastated as he was, because obviously he's a, he's a forest gnome. Still mm. sees that um, squirrel in his dreams, even today. Uh, yeah, he, I, I, I can see mm. a lot of it. Honestly, never forget that. Uh, that was the first already. kill. I wouldn't say that's his only kill, but that's 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 the first kill in his uh, in his youth. Did it did it set a spark? Well, that's the question, oh. isn't it? I was say, I have no not... doubt that we will. Uh, I have no doubt that we'll find out more about Deeks's killings as we go along. You must, but... yeah, you must. <laughs> okay, it's very intense. Yeah, I suppose for a uh, for a forest gnome as well. Obviously, quite kindred with all the uh, all the animals in the Belita's forest mm. and whatnot. So that must have been quite a. It was traumatizing for him. Yeah, it definitely wasn't intentional. Let's just say that straightforward. But um, poor little squirrel, mm. poor little squirrel. His brothers and sisters didn't speak to him for a month after that either. <sighs> Could have been banished for that. Gnomes have been banished for less. Mm. He's a he's a lucky little gnome to have still have his family for that. Yeah, but he he had to get rid of it, so he, he threw it in the river, let it float downstream. Still looking at him as it was floating down. <laughs> so he got rid of the he got rid of the body. He's got rid of the evidence. Rid of the evidence. Okay, I'm going to save you, Gregor, for last because I have a feeling. Oh boy. Given your past. So, Jack, as it all, whichever of you two I'm currently addressing. Um, it'd be Jack. Fair enough. That's who's here. <laughs> this'll be a... This'll be a ride. Jack. Yes. What was your first kill? Now, I take it we're including animals in this, are we? It depends. Uh, like with Deeks and Animal, he classes on the same... Um, I'd say that he probably classes on the same level as, you know, an elf or a human and stuff like that. So, more so, if anything. More so, yeah. So the, the your first kill of something that you would class at least on level with yourself. <laughs> I was still waiting for that. Okay, your first mortal kill, your first human, elf, dwarf, anything along those lines. No. Let's go with that. Let me think. Let me think. Oh, my father. Okay. <laughs> I think he'd have been the first, yes. Do you want to elaborate? Expand a little bit on that? I bashed his head in with a big piece of wood. Why? <laughs> because he he was he wasn't a very nice man, and I had my way. I I had enough of him, and when he was just there sleeping, I just thought, <sighs> I wonder what the inside of his head looks like. So I hit him, and then he died, <laughs> as people do. Did you see the inside of his head? Mm. That's a good question. By the 12th hit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you feel anything afterwards? Like, Deeks has just stated that he felt, you know, obviously regret and remorse over his action. Yes, yes, I did regret it, yes. 
because I didn't have anywhere to live, you see. So I, I had to spend some time on the streets. I didn't really think it through. It was more of a, uh, a crime of, what do they call it? Crime of passion? Yes, I suppose. I can't say it's felt much passion to it. I just thought this man needs to stop being in my life. So I <laughs> stopped his life and then he was dead. Does that count? I'm really starting to like Jack that. now. We're starting to like Jack more than Esador. Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think that'll do for now, Jack. Uh, thank you for your time. I've killed a squirrel too, but I did that on purpose. So, Gregor. Yes. <laughs> Same question for you. Same question. So, hmm. Well, it's got to be back when I was working with the Mad King Titan. Back when I was a soldier. They sent me on a, a scouting mission. I had, had Edgar Morrow with me, one of my old friends from the from the Church of Talos, and um, five others, some new recruits who was just breaking in. Um, I was just wondering, trying to find out where the enemy's positions were. We got ambushed by a couple of mages and some barbarians, I believe. Um, unfortunately, I was knocked out at this point. I was taken by surprise. But as I awoke, my five recruits were dead and Edgar was the only one standing trying to wake me up covered in blood all of a sudden some I think it was a dwarf came behind him with an axe just before he could swing his axe down I managed to get Edgar out the way stumble this dwarf to the ground and I strangled him at this point, just literally adrenaline was running through my my body at that point. It was literally to stay alive. As I looked, as I was strangling this dwarf, as as a life kind of left him, that was my first kill. Uh, yeah, that's a... Rough. How did you... F yeah, how did you feel about that? Because obviously... Well, the way I was feeling at the time, I mean, I just lost five of my recruits. I got talking to them when I was out on the scouting mission. They seemed like a alright bunch. They were just talking about how they were going to do their year here, save enough money, move in with their new founded wives and, you know, like settle down, have a family. And to see them actually laying there dead, it, it struck a bit of a nerve with me. And then seeing Edgar, uh, Edgar trying to wake me up and for someone coming behind him, just about to strike him down. I mean, I, I couldn't have that, losing another another friend. That's fair enough. I I think I get that. Uh, <laughs> yes, I mean, nonetheless. It, it was war at the time as well. I mean, what I thought was I was doing was right. I mean, taking down these resistance, the whoever stood in our way really i mean it was either me or them that's that's how i see it i mean it was war but after time went on you start thinking about these things i don't think i have much more to ask 
killing someone. I'm sorry if that got very, very dark, but <laughs> very personal way of killing someone. Jesus Christ! Enough said. It's the best. See the yeah, life drain got... from their eyes. I'm I don't not think too I sure about this, that. Uh... No, Jack, I'm not too sure. I don't think I fought this intro question through. Jesus, that wasn't that you wasn't the did. funny that wasn't the funny feel good fucking question I thought it would be. At least normally it's just like carnage in the background as I'm just like roll the credits. Now it's just like sort of a tiny violin playing in the back as a bell tolls, and I'm just like the DM is thinking, what's the point of life? Yeah, pretty much. Happiest day of my life, me killing my dad. This is my point exactly. <laughs> Okay, so last that we left you guys, um, you'd all managed to escape the Temple of Merkel. Well, most of you managed to escape the Temple of Merkel. A couple, unfortunately, were left behind, and Gregor had started mourning the loss of his friends and of Bimit. That evening, as he slept, he found himself transported to the weird in-between realm once more, where he conversed with Cyrus. After a little bit of questioning from Cyrake, informed him that both Ragnarok and Ivok had unfortunately passed. And when questioned about what he would do next, Gregor almost demanded more power from Cyrake. However, in response, Cyrake instead offered to essentially draw more people into into the, into Gregor's quest, as too many pe- too much power on one person could be a very a very bad recipe, a and increase the potential for disaster. Oh, come so, on. you're an angry, Dickens. emotional dragonborn. More power is not what you need. Good point. Yeah, and Cyric saw that as well. So instead, he asked Gregor to essentially nominate two of the traveling party, the people that had been in the temple with him. He nominated Deeks, the small forest gnome as well as Ezador, the human, um, that he had found in the temple. Cyric set about trying to convince both of them to join Gregor in his quest, and he found it incredibly difficult to convince Deeks to join him. Deeks, having worked at a a library for a long time, uh, one of the most knowledgeable libraries, built into an actual tree itself, a tree of wisdom, knew quite a lot about Cyric, or as much as a mortal could know about Cyric. He knew that Cyric is a very tricksy god. He is full of double meanings, full of, full of lies, essentially. So in the end, he agreed to help... He agreed to help Gregor, specifically. He made Cyric agree that Deeks was not under his employ, not under his command. He didn't owe Cyric a thing. He was simply travelling with Gregor for the next... 89, wasn't it, days? Three months, essentially? Uh, 87. 87, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Just shy of three months, essentially. He would be travelling with Gregor. But he would not... And I say it again, he would not be under the employ of Cyric. He would have nothing to do with Cyric, essentially. He would be travelling with Gregor for more knowledge. Cyric seemed to accept this. And he kind of poofed Deeks back away from this realm. Deeks woke up and promptly um, fell back asleep again. Back in the in the in-between realm, essentially, Cyric found a lot more luck with Ezidor, 
Isidor, who also is on a constant pursuit of knowledge, realized that he could potentially use the god for his own devices. And after a little bit of bartering, after after some deliberation, after some um, bartering with Cyric, he he essentially convinced the god to not only tell him about the knife that he had found in the Temple of Death, but he also got Cyric to agree to answer three questions truthfully. And if Cyric didn't know the answer to these questions, he would allow he would allow Ezidor to ask a little bit more. Not only this, but after Ezidor commented that this area seemed a little bit familiar, he Cyric informed Ezidor that he had been here once before, and that the space that they were in was the realm between realms, essentially a space where the dead could travel, or those who refused to die would linger. It was the domain where gods could interact with mortals, but not directly, and for one reason or another, Ezidor had been here before. Before allowing Ezidor to go back to his mortal form and sleep, Ezidor did ask one more request after Cyric had tried and failed to convince Deeks to join him with the promise of more power. Ezidor asked if he could have some form of power that would allow him to, in some way, shape or form, control the minds of those around him. As this was such a specialised request, Cyric decided that it would take him at least one more night to figure out. Before he bid him adieu, he told Ezidor that the next time he slept and awoke, he would find himself imbued with some sort of power, something that would help him get into the minds of others or even just convince them. With that, Ezidor fell asleep once more. Satisfied that he had finally found the team once more, essentially, uh, Cyric had a very quick, brief discussion with Gregor, but after Gregor decided to get a little, a little too personal, Cyric dismissed him. <laughs> Sorry, Guggen, you're muted. Am I? No. <laughs> Moving along. The next morning, the entire group awoke and they were about to set off and they had a couple of hours spare and because of this, Deeks and um, Ezidor, who had not been to Menol yet and obviously could not be tied to the mining collapse that is certain. Orc. It wasn't too far away from it though. Well, Nearly got pinned to it. Even so. <laughs> Being the only two members of the expedition group that couldn't be directly tied to the collapse, Ezidor and Deeks wandered into the, into the small settlement of Menel, mainly to get some alcohol for uh, Raynor, but also just to, just to scout out the area as well as get some food, as although Gregor had learned a skill that would allow him to generate food and water for the group, it was bland and tasteless. And Amrace, being accustomed to the finer things in life, wanted a little bit more. With Gregor pretty much just overlooking the town, uh, the settlement, and in his own thoughts, the two, Ezidor and Deeks, wandered into Menel and found themselves in the middle of a commotion quite quickly, as more and more people realised that the entryway to the Mithril Mines had been blocked off by some sort of cave-in. 
narrowly avoiding suspicion despite not being involved themselves, and narrowly pledging help towards them. Both Deeks and Ezador kind of wandered away from the situation. Deeks into a tavern and Ezador around the crowd once more. During this discussion, things finally twigged for Ezador. It wasn't the time that he was used to. Not even a week had passed, not a year, a month, a decade. Over three centuries had passed during his time in captivity. In fact, that kind of left him a little bit shaken. As this was happening, Deeks had found himself in a tavern. A tavern ran by a very odd, peculiar woman. One that was very insistent on him paying not only for the lights, but also for the wood that he had lit. Thankfully though, he managed to convince her to not only give him a drink, but to also give him some soup. And before he could really enjoy his meal, Isidore came crashing through, aghast at the revelation of how long he'd been locked up for. 300 years! <laughs> exactly. Before they left, the... he said. <laughs> Before they left, though, they managed to procure a hefty amount of alcohol for um, Raynor, including a couple of bottles of basilisk venom. <laughs> they made their way back to the group, and overjoyed, Raynor allowed, uh, I believe it was Raynor allowed Ezador a bottle of the um, ale that he had gotten. All of the mead. Something along those lines. He allowed him to have some alcohol. The group continued travelling once more, setting off for the day as Amrys would need some time to recover before he could teleport them away. And given their close proximity, not only to the small settlement of Menor, which, let's be honest here, could probably put two and two together and realise that Amrys's group may have been responsible for the cave as well as the avatar of Merkel, who was almost certainly still on their tail, they decided to head out. They travelled for almost the entire day before coming across a very small village. The rain began to slowly fall. Although the lights were on in this village, it did appear abandoned of sorts. As they made their way into the centre to investigate with the rest of the group hidden on the tree line, they discovered multiple blue lanterns lighting the way, as well as the normal lanterns. Before they could venture in too deep though, fog and mist started to swirl around them as the sound of skittering slowly filled their ears. Realising that there was not much for them to do in this village and that they might be walking into a trap, the trio along with Redmond fled. However, upon reaching the outskirts of the village, only Gregor and Ezador remained. Deeks had been dropped by Gregor, who had been carrying the gnome by his hat, and Redmond had just disappeared into the mist. Meanwhile, Deeks, who had realised that he had been dropped as he was casting a spell, tried to tried to clamber to safety in one of the shots. However, sharp pain in his back signified he had been stung by whatever was nearby. He felt himself grow rigid and fall to the side. Back in the outskirts, the group, the remainder of the group, reconvened and Gregor managed to convince Raynor to follow him back into the village. Raynor took a swig of his basilisk venom as 
is a is a drink of courage essentially, and Ezidor also partook. Unfortunately for Ezidor, though, Basilisk venom, when consumed in high enough quantities, can freeze a victim, which is exactly what happened to him. So Gregor and Raynor ran into the village. Eventually, after some time after being split up, they managed to find their way back into the centre of the village again, the rain now heavily pouring down. As this had happened, Deeks had woken up, suspended in midair, swinging ever so slightly, as hundreds of small spiders slowly advanced towards him, whilst in front of him lay a large humanoid spider type of hybrid, one that he recognised as a Choldrif. As the spiders advanced and the Choldrif exited, looking for more victims for its small spider children, Deeks channeled all of his energy, the energy that he had left. And the second a spider touched him, he unleashed a shocking grasp, obliterating around about a third of the creatures. Back on the outskirts, Ezador had decided to allow Jack to take over, but in doing so, he knocked a very important stone off. Although he was still drunk, Jack did have full freedom of movement, so he started clambering back into the village, finding Redmond's desiccated corpse as he did so. Eventually, the three groups converged in the centre and found their target, the Choldrif, as it dropped down onto Gregor before he could find Dixie's still spun up body. A brutal battle ensued in the rain as Deeks, uh, as Gregor, Raynor, and Ezador, or Jack, Jack, should I say, fought the Choldrif, fighting almost to a standstill as Deeks continued trying to swing his way out of his cocoon. Seeing, finally seeing the cocoon form of Deeks, forgot his name there. Finally seeing the cocoon form of Deeks, Raynor launched his knife towards him, finally cutting him down and releasing the now infuriated Garden uh, Forest Gnome. As the three continued holding off the Choldrif, Deeks ran underneath it, full of fury and with the shocking grass that he had already charged up. He lay his hands on the Choldrif, and with the amount of rain that was falling onto him, it amplified his powers tenfold. Before the rest of the group knew what had happened, the torso upwards of the Choldrif exploded, and viscera rained down onto Deeks, who slowly turned around just panting at the group. Alright guys, so, yeah, you guys have literally just defeated the Choldrif. Deeks, you now have your lovely hat back. Um, and yeah, the rain is cu currently chucking it down as you're in the centre of this village. Slightly behind Deeks is the shack that he was essentially um, cocooned in. Various bits of webbing are still on the floor and around the shack itself. And as you look around as the rain falls and more of it hits more almost invisible webbing, you can see that it covers the floor and numerous other shafts. The lanterns that are around you are still burning quite brightly. They're kind of protected. They're kind of like these um, almost stone style lanterns. It's like curved tops. The rain is running down off them and dropping off which protects the flames, and you'd say that 
one of every five has this blue flame to it. Right. I'm going to reach into my bag of holding. I'm going to bring out uh, JB's, uh, not JB's, uh, Dix's hat. I just look at him and go, catch. Ah. Thank you, Gregor. Pull that skin over my head. Oh, thank you. I thought I'd lost that. No, I kept it safe for you. I appreciate All right. Anyway, I think we should go in case more of these spider things come back. Uh, has anyone seen uh, Redmond? I haven't seen anybody. Yes, I saw him. Ah, oh, you saw Redmond. Do you know where he is? Yes. He's dead. <laughs> ah. Did, uh... Did you do it, big guy? Why, why would I kill Redmond? I mean, you seem pretty fixed on our little friend over there. He's pointing towards Dix. Uh, I'll take a bit of a look up at... Oh, Jack. Ah, Jack, is it? Dix. <laughs> good bit of fighting. That's yeah, not an invitation. Good bit of fighting for a little one. Uh, thank you, it wasn't... Uh, I don't know what came over me there, but... I like... I'd, I'd been trapped. I like it. Oh, you like... You like? Yeah. Oh, well... Good. Good. Hopefully see more of that coming out of you, eh, little one? <laughs> I'll scurry off a bit. <laughs> just gonna loom over him as well. <laughs> <laughs> just, just as these... Just, just in a corner. <laughs> Just as like little bits of slime just kind of like drip and fall off of the side of you with the rain hitting you. Yes, anyway, Redmond. Yes, yeah. Dried up like a husk. Dead. Ah, such a shame. Such a shame. Yeah, I quite like that human. I'm going to go over to the spider corpse. Can I search it? Yeah, what are you trying to do? Are you just straight up searching it, or are you trying to harvest or anything like that? I'm going to search it, and if I don't find anything, I'm going to rip all its fang, if I can. Alright. Uh, so roll me an investigation check to search it then, please. Quick question. Uh, these temp hit, temporary hit points from last session, have we still got those? They're still under effect. If you've not had them knocked off you, then yes, they are still under effect. 22. 22. Okay, let's figure out what this chat, well, chat pet has on her body. Okay, give me one second. Three percent, yeah. I am going to lose picture. I'm on 3% though, so. That's okay. We lose picture, we lose picture. Which sucks, but we'll uh, take a picture of my beautiful face. <laughs> use that. Please use that. <laughs> I'm just going to, uh, once he cuts out, yeah, I'm just going to crop that picture out. And just have it his is permanent, like player avatar essentially. I be Jack. Okay, let's have. Oh, I found the fucker there. 
So, as you're searching through it, you're kind of like looking around and you kind of reach underneath one of its armpits and you find a large sack. You kind of like reach in and pull out. And as you do, you can see that it is kind of like this large orb. It's around about the size of what a football would be. Um, it's kind of like drooping this weird, almost almost see-through viscous liquid, this black this black see-through liquid. It's black while it's on the orb, it's on the sack itself, but as it drops off, you can kind of see through it. You have managed to harvest a web sack. Web sack? A web sack. Uh, what else? What did you get? 22? Uh, 15, 20, yeah, 22. Okay. Yeah, Jack, you're not exactly, despite having such a good role, you're not exactly, you know, gentle with it. You're Jack, of course not. So you tear off two spider legs. Yeah. Two large spider legs that, in a pinch, could be used as makeshift clubs. Otherwise, you might find some other uses for them. Okay. And did you say that you wanted the fang as well? Yeah, tearing apart, taking a bit. Yeah, with, with that roll, you kind of, after tearing two of these legs off, you see it's fat, you see it's kind of like weird, misshapen, mutated, elvish face with two protruding fangs. You just grab one of them and just <laughs> yank one straight off. So you also have one childrish fang. What what kind of fang, sir? Childrish. Childrish fang. C H O L D R I T H. Ah, always wanted one of these. Ah. <laughs> Upon the realization of um, me not having my dagger on me, I'm going to go and uh, back to where I popped out of. Yeah. Uh, and see if I can locate it, taking a wide berth around Jack. You kind of, you kind of like almost sidestepping around him, uh, but you you manage to quite easily do that. <laughs> you just dropped it, didn't you? I dropped it inside the the web itself, and I as I was trying to cut my way out. So. I... Okay. Yeah, you can see the the kind of like webbing cocoon that you were previously in. The knife isn't immediately apparent there. There's a couple of small spiders still skittering around, but nowhere near as many as there was before you decimated most of their population. So I can't see it. You can see the webbing itself, but you can't immediately see it in the webbing. It might be it's... in the webbing. It might have fallen elsewhere. Uh, well, I'll take a I'll take a quick glance around on the floor first, and if not, then I'll try and reach up to the to the web. The web's on the floor itself. Sorry, when you okay. got cut down. The, the, the entire, yeah. Yeah, cocoon. All right, so um, I'll search the floor, including the webbing. Yeah, roll me. So roll me a straight-up perception check then, please. I'm assuming you're not, like, feeling around on the webbing. You're just kind of glancing around. Um, I'll glance. If I don't see anything, I will feel around mm. in the webbing. So that's a 19. With a 19, you can see that, yeah. There is a little glint of your dagger just next to the webbing itself. You must have, when you when you dropped it, it must have kind of like bounced on the hill and just kind of like tumbled away slightly. 
Okay. Well, I'll pick it up and sheath it back on myself again. Uh, dust myself off. Wait. I think I'm ready. I'll just have a look around, see if there's any more spiders around, like just down the street, down each way. There's a couple still, um, no larger than, you know, your average small house spider type of thing. If you're mm-hmm. glancing around, you count no more than ten of them. Right. They're not, just kind of skittering away. Not mm. a threat, not, not moving towards you. Whereas before, they may have seemed to have been acting in unison. They, whatever kind of thing that was bonding them together seems to have disappeared. Right. I think we should be leaving now. I don't think there's much more in this village. No, I agree. Uh, let's proceed with caution. Uh, yeah, and stay together this time. Please, stay let's together. Stay together. Uh, you, you dropped me, Gregor. Actually, I grabbed your hat. I thought you were supposed to be stuck to it or something. <laughs> there's no attachment involved. <laughs> it's supposed to stick. It doesn't stay. <laughs> Me. Well, I know that for future references now. <laughs> gra- Please, Gregor, in the future, grab me from the torso. Noted. Noted. You'll have to toss me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I know I've said that like three times in the last two sessions, but oh, the, second, the second you refer to like picking up Deeks, it well, will always be the reference. We're playing with a small character now, aren't we? <laughs> we are. Oh, any, any, like, oh my god. Oh, Don't tell hell. Jack. Got... <laughs> Not a word. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm going to have to set up a Helm's Deep scenario. I wasn't going to, but I'm going to have to now. Oh yeah, it would be brilliant, that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh. <clears throat> okay, I'll just start leading. Just, uh. Uh, I follow the blue lanterns, but, like, heading out. Okay, so you're so going kind of the opposite direction from. Okay. So, as you are walking. And JB is moving. Nice little trip around the room. As you guys are walking, um, yeah, these these blue lanterns are quite sporadic, um, and as you are, you seem to be kind of like you've gone from the centre, and you are now passing into more of a kind of like an outskirts and exterior, essentially. Do we still not hear any movement in the houses? Tell me a perception, please. Anyone who wants to. Listen out. Yeah, I'll take a check as well. I'm gonna stick close. I'm gonna stick close to Grego actually all the way through this. Not Jack. Uh, twelve. Just yeah, twelve. Uh, eight. Can I, eight. Can I use my eyes that can see in dim lights if it's bright? <laughs> you can, but this is more of a hearing-based type of one. Because um, as you're passing, you're listening to see if anything's happening in the house. Oh, right. If you were to peek into the house, then yes, I would probably give you a bit of an advantage on that. Well, I'll listen if everybody else is listening. So <laughs> yeah, just straight up perception, um, and I'll roll. Got my columns. Six. 
Yeah, so um, Jack and Deeks, as you're walking along, Deeks, you're still a little bit shaken up from what you've just been through, which is, you know, understandable. You're kind of like glancing around to see if there's still any spiders nearby. Jack, your eyes are just kind of like just transfixed on Deeks. <laughs> Just kind of my like... hat's just over my eyes, <laughs> so I can't see him. <laughs> Trailing behind feel. Gregor. No <laughs> eye penetration's going to be uh, involved in this session. No, but you can you can feel a gaze, a single eye gaze okay. on you. I'm just going to look around all my face. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just peek up a little bit of makeup. <laughs> you can see this giant tongue just kind of like licking around. He's like, nope, nope. <laughs> give me some, give me some room. You do realize I'm rolling with disadvantage this session, right? <laughs> He'll use that to his advantage. Uh, oh yeah, you were uh, you are a very I'm tired still, little gnome. Yeah, I'm still rolling with disadvantage. Very tired little gnome. <laughs> Gregor, as, as they're walking along, you think that you hear a little kind of like a. A thump nearby in one a of thump. the houses. A thump. Can I work out where it is? You know that it is one of the house. It's pretty much the house almost directly to your left. You are right. kind of like in the last three or so houses um, in this street. So there's two houses on either side of them, one more on the edge. The one mm -hmm. on the edge, um, the one on the edge looks like it has, has pens of some sort, like some livestock pens. But well, that's not the one that you heard it from. It's the one next to that, so directly to your left. Hmm. I heard something, and I'm just going to walk straight towards that house. So, are you following as well, as a dog? Yeah, uh, Jack, sorry? Uh, yes. So the three of you are following. Um, Raynor just, he hangs back a little bit. I'm going to, uh, you guys check this out. Let's be honest. We don't want to all be in a house. And then some giant spider gets the drop on us, so I'll, uh, I'll wait out here for you all. If I see Good anything, point. I'll give you a haul. Nice, nice. All right, I'm just going to knock on the door, just go boom, boom, just with, uh, just with my hand. So you knock on quite a simple door. It looks like it is one or two slats of wood, not varnish or anything like that. It's literally just wood that fills a frame. The house itself looks decently put together, not massively old, but like the the roof itself is made out of thatched straw. There's no slate. There's nothing like that. It looks it looks quite poor essentially, which is what you gathered mm. from most of this village. Mm -hmm. um, so as you hammer on the door, do you give a quick? There's nothing. There's no response. But the door itself, after the third hit, just kind of <clears throat> squeaks open. Whatever lock was on that door, whatever hinge, whatever catch, the banging of your big old dragonborn hand has kind of like busted it open. Right, I'm just going to draw out my sun, sun uh, blade. Not have it activated, just okay. just the hilt. And then I'm just going to go, just get my leg up and just go boom, just boo it in. As you look at your leg up and you hit it, you, there is a sort of as you impact it, um, water sprays off into your face a little bit. 
as the door just kind of like kicks back off the hinges and just kind of like skids a little bit into the into the actual shack itself before <laughs> falling backwards. Maybe hit it a bit too hard there, but oh well. I just walk in to say hello. Is anyone in here? Uh, as you immediately walk in and you're talking, you don't see anything, you don't see anyone as such. The house itself looks freshly abandoned. Um, there are a couple of webs in the corners, some in the corners on the floor, around you know, like kind of where the wall meets the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a hearth. The hearth itself is no longer burning, but the fact that there is slightly unburnt wood there would infer that it hasn't been it, it was recently burnt essentially there's a couple yeah. of tables um, cupboards essentially I guess you'd call them um, littered around the side as well as a small circular table there appears to be one or uh, there appears to be a door leading a little bit further back but in this actual room itself it just it looks lived in but it looks like there is no one currently here. Right. Can I? Uh, I'll turn on my sunblade and uh, have it on full capacity, so the light reflecting off the blade is like about thirty foot. This entire room is well lit. Now it is almost like it is daytime in this room, and with that, you can see that there are a lot more webbing. There's a lot more webbing around this area than you thought. There's no spiders. Um, but there is a lot of webbing just kind of like covering the edges of the ceiling coming down onto the walls and into the floor um, the table itself it one of the stools has been knocked over it looks like whomever was here left in quite a hurry right I just got if there's anyone in here let themselves be known and as I'm saying that I'm going to walk over to the cupboards and I'm just going to look into the cupboards as you're saying this uh, roll me a perception check please Anyone else can roll a perception check as well if they want, if they're currently in cabin. Yeah. What is it? What a is 13. It? What is it, Gregor? You hear, did, did I just you, heard did something, you hear something in, this, in here. Yes, I, th- I heard something in this, um, in this house, and I thought it'll be worth trying to find survivors. I got a natural one. And that one. <laughs> oh. Gonna grab these. Uh, <laughs> two two, two nat ones in a row. That's what I got. The venom kicks in and you're dead. Not quite. <laughs> um, however, yeah, Deeks, you feel your right, right, your entire right side go numb. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> as you're walking, you just like the venom kicks in again, and you feel your right side go numb. Your arm kind of like hangs limp, and your leg is just kind of dragging. Greg, Greg, Gregor. Yes. What I, may, is it? I may need some assistance. Here. My, my my right my right arm is gone again. I think it's the spiders. Your leg is also now dragging behind you. Is that is also? Right. Would you like? A, just... Would you like another leg? Little uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Jack, it's fine. Gregor's got this. I've, Gregor, I've, quickly. Just, be, just, I've got just before he says that, can I just grab it by like the back of his thing and just look at him and then look at the bag of holding and kind of just shove him halfway through the bag of holding. I do not want to fall into this bag. Are you sure you want to do this? 
No, no. I'll just grab him and just, like, literally just grab him like a doll, in a way. Just like, hmm. Just have him, like, just down at the side, just still holding him, just dragging him about. I'm going to please, please. my fingers. <laughs> please, never put me in that bag, Gregor. What, a bag of holding? You you must know. Do he I should do I, survive? No, do I know this is a bag of holding? You do, but roll me an arcana check, please. With it, with advantage, I'm going to give you advantage on this because you are a very learned individual when it comes to stuff like this. And I'm just going to get the two spider legs and go, Are you sure, little deets? I've got two spare <laughs> legs here. <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm okay. I'm okay with this. I'm okay, and I rolled a 25. So you know that obviously, yes, that is definitely a bag of holding. And you know that a bag of holding essentially transports whatever is placed into it into another realm, into another um, dimension, essentially. And there is... It is debated among scholars as to whether there is air in there or not. And you know that most living things that go into that, into a bag of holding hull will not come out alive. They might for a very, very short amount of time, given their constitution or whatever, but the majority of things that have gone in there that are living come out no longer living. Not many living things have been placed in there half and half. However, the general consensus is, is that due to the, like, the construction of the bag, if you were to place something half in, you would quite easily be able to tighten the drawstring. And in doing so, you would separate that being in one realm and another. And for a living being, that is very, very bad. You see, you, you must understand, Gregor. You must not put anything living into that bag. Let's just look at the bag and just look at the dorm. But you'll fit easy. I will fit, but I will not survive. You see, there is, th there is theories that there is no air in this bag. Do you know? Do you know much? Your about, legs don't need to breathe, do they? Do you know much about the bag of holding? No, I. I just take a little bit of a deep sigh. I got this off one of my friends. Roll me a right. con save, please, for uh, PTSD. Given that you're a war veteran, I might start doing PTSD rolls with you. Uh seven. <laughs> As you say, friend, you kind of like um. You hear the chomping of the mimic. You hear Isaac's legs scuffing on the floor and falling, and you hear the blood kind of like <laughs> squirting out of Rag's stump. So you kind of God. stare off a little bit. It's just, uh, uh, just still, I uh, just kind of like just loosen my grip on Dick's and kind of like just drop him onto the floor. Greg, oh, oh, oh. listen to me. You must not put anything alive in this bag. Inside that bag is not in the same realm as us. Uh, what? What? Yeah. Bag of holding. Bag of holding is like a different world. For living creatures. All right. Yes, yes. I, uh, yeah. Never I got that. must you put a living creature in a bag of holding. Yes, I got it. it would be Thank you, Dick. It dicks. would be child's play. Yes. Fine. Are you okay there, Dragonborn? Sorry, I just... Huh. Oh. I'm good now. I'm good now. I just straighten myself up. Just like... Just take a deep breath. Just, 
Yes, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, and I'm just going to continue looking into the cabinets. I'm looking for seasoning. Seasoning? Yeah, like herbs or anything like that. Don't worry, little dicks. I'll help Gregor. you. Gregor! I'm going to pick him up. I'm going to limp on, I'm li limping <laughs> over towards, <laughs> towards Gregor. I, I, just... I want, I want <coughs> Deeks to roll me a dex check. No, Deeks to roll me an agility check, sorry. And... No agility, a... what? You need some athletics? No, acrobatics, do you Ac mean? No, no, I do mean athletics then. Sorry. Once again, I am mixing game worlds oh, yeah. together. Just as a quick little cutaway. Five nice. for me then. I was going to say, just as a little cutaway, agility might be a little bit of a hint towards uh, one of our one shots that we'll be doing at some point. Segway. Someone, someone might have been immersing himself back in the rules that he's creating. Wow. What was that in athletics, sorry? Five. Five and Ezadar, I need you to roll me just straight up deck check. Oh, ho, ho. that's good. Uh... <laughs> oh god. <laughs> well, nineteen then. Okay, so this is how it's happening. Gregor, as you're kind of like pouring through this cabinet, there's a couple of empty bottles, but hidden at the back, there is a, a small book. Um. As you are doing this, in the background, there is Deeks just kind of like on his left arm and like just kind of crawling towards you as fast as you can. As 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 Jack's <laughs> big slimy tentacle as it's dripping down onto the floor, reaches over slowly, wraps its way around Deeks and lifts him up. No, 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 no. Hey Glenn, you dropped something. <laughs> 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 face to face, I'm gonna now leave. listen to me now. Put me down. But you can't move. I don't care. Put me down. Oh, nonsense, little dicks. You'll be fine. <laughs> I'm gonna bite his head. <laughs> I. This gloop is starting to go into your heart. I would like to. cast. Presti. Right, to slam the door we've just come through, closed, uh, and s do you think, try and s snuff out all light in the room, I know that's coming from, actually fuck that, slam the door and light the fire that okay. was once lit next to me. Okay. Um, but I want to try and use this with a little bit of intimidation as well. Despite the fact that you got disadvantage because of your exhaustion, I'm going to let you roll intimidation with advantage because I kind I, I like that. And you're just kind of you're fucking done at this point. So with yeah, one you kind more of, phrase of put me down. The second you hear down, there's a <laughs> as the door slams and a <laughs> as the logs. In just ignite themselves into the herb and just a sudden <laughs> as the flames ignite casting the room in an odd orange glow and that's a 15 on intimidation as uh, Jack sorry roll me a 
Roll me a straight up con save, I guess, then. Try to hold your own together. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> Something about the small little gnome who has been through so much, but is still managing to look you, you, Jack, in the eye, the singular eye, and demand that you put him down. You're just like, hmm. There might be more power in this gnome than I thought. You know, little dicks, there's a lot of power in you. Don't you put you down there. I'll just put him yes. down. But I'll just tap his head again. <laughs> do re do re I hear this? Do I hat. hear this? My jacket again. <laughs> yeah, dicks, you are. And limp oh, slowly over to Grego again. Only That'll to... be the last time you pick me up! It's only trying Jack. To, it's only trying to help Dix. Dix, you now I do not have, need your help. After that surge of adrenaline, you have the feeling back in your arm. Your right leg is still kind of dragging a bit behind you, but you can you can pretty much walk. You're not like crawling anymore. Okay. In fact I don't need feel like I in that I don't need to um Shadow under Grego anymore. I'm just going to uh, pace the room freely until Grego is done. You said pace yeah, the as room. I'm looking for the thingies, I just I hear this commotion behind me. I just go, "You're right, dicks." Just looking for help. I'm fine. Good. Yeah, like I said, the main thing that you find is this small little book at the back. It looks the way that it's been kind of shoved in there. It looks like it has been shoved in recently, and it's an attempt to kind of like hide something. Oh, okay. I'll reach for the book. Uh, can I read what's on front of it? There's nothing on front of it. It's a small cloth-bound book. It looks like it has been kept in good condition, but there's a little bit of minor damage to the front, like a little, what could potentially be claw marks, essentially, as if it has been attacked. Additionally, as you're kind of like flicking through quickly, if you are flicking through, a couple of the pages are damp and torn. All right. I just got. Dicks, you like books, don't you? I do, I do, yes. I just hand it straight down to him, the book. I'll reach up, grab the book. Yeah, you now have this slightly damp, slightly damaged book. Ah, uh, now I'm a bookworm. What? Now I'm a bookworm. A minute. Oh, okay. Can um, I look over his shoulder and read the book too? <laughs> I don't know. Can Jack read a book? Is the question. That, ooh, that is a good point. Well, I'm just going to do the action anyway, see if you can see pictures or something. <laughs> okay, so Deeks, as you are flicking through, we start at the front, and a lot of it is, um... It looks like this book has been written by a small child. It looks like a diary of sorts, essentially. A lot of it is just the general day-to-day -day type of musings as a small child, as they are finding their way in the world. There's a couple of references to failed harvests, a couple to their parents, specifically their father. Mummy and Daddy have been fighting again. I mean, there's a couple that's a little bit like that, to be fair. Mummy came back with a black eye <laughs> and a broken arm. Nothing quite as bad as that. <laughs> Just your general trials and tribulations of a farmyard village. Nothing too untowards. Nothing oh, too untowards. <laughs> However, Deeks, you find an entry dated three weeks ago that catches your eye for a little bit, for, for a reason. Three weeks ago, 
There was another raid last night by the goblins and their rats. I've never seen either of them before, but Papa says that their rats are far bigger than the ones that we see in the fields. They hit Mr. Glaski's pen. Nary a sheep left there now. Poor man. First his wife, now his sheep. They seem to be getting more and more bold. Another entry. Dated the same week a couple of days later. Papa says an odd man passed into the village today. Holding some weird umbrella and wearing dark lenses. Staying with Mr. Golaski. Same week of days later as you're kind of flicking through the book. That strange man called people into the centre today. Said he had some business for us. Mr. Galaski had told him about the raids, so this man said he could help. I don't trust him. His voice sounded weird. Real friendly like like syrup. But cold. None of the grown-ups noticed. But I did. And the smell like rotten burnt wood. All of the adults had a meeting today and agreed to give him the gold he requested. And now he's gone. You continue flicking through? Yeah. The next page. Still dated three weeks ago, but a day afterwards. I found out what that umbrella was called. A parisol. Next entry, dated two weeks ago. Been a few days since that man returned. Had a bunch of lanterns that burn blue flames. Not sure what they do. How can a lantern drive off goblins and the like? Another page, dated a week ago. The attacks have stopped. Not sure if it is the lanterns, but no attacks since we lit them. More general entries. But another one from a week ago. Mr. Glaski's gone missing. Not been seen for days. But there's been a lot of spiders and webs around his house. We can hear the scratching at night. A couple more pages. Complaining more and more about the scratching. More and more about random villagers going missing. About cattle disappearing and... How, although the goblins have gone, they seem to be finding more and more house spiders everywhere. And then the last entry, about midway through the book. It was dated the previous night. Even with the lanterns, the scratching keeps happening at night. More and more livestock have gone missing. Bez won't stop crying in a field. Papa went out to Suva and he's not come back yet. Why is there so much scratching? This just doesn't make any sense. What is it, Lindis? Why, it appears this village has been... has been pillaged, attacked, many times. First, well, judging by this, this is a diary from a small child. Judging the first time, it's been by goblins. These blue lanterns outside were meant to deflect the goblins prevent them from attacking and it appears they have worked yes I haven't seen any goblins there's no goblins but people have been going missing after cattle dying there's a strange this diary says there was a strange man 
that brought these blue lanterns and asking for gold. But this man has gone missing. And other people too. Where Scratching I noises. It's, it's, it's probably the this, these spiders. Yes, that could. First, first, first goblins and rats and now spiders. Doesn't make any sense. I'm just like pretending to listen and going, hmm, very strange that I'm chucking bottles out of the out of the cabinet. What doesn't make Ding. sense is where are the villagers now? Can all be dead? Can well, they? It wouldn't be a surprise, would it? Look what's happened to us tonight. If, if that was a group of people that couldn't defend themselves, then I'd say it's fairly easy for them to have all perished. Well, you know what that means then, don't you? These houses are free for the picking. <laughs> I'm gonna turn around. And is there an upstairs? No, but there is an extra door going towards the back. Right, I'm gonna hurriedly go through it then to try and raid yep. and see what I can. I want you to roll me a perception, please. Alright, so Jack, what did you get on your perception? Oh, yeah. Uh, 15. 15, yeah. 15, so yeah, you're not exactly delicate about opening this door, you open it with a heavy <laughs> And as you do, it almost kind of like shakes the foundation of the room. A bit of dust falls and you hear like a <laughs> Like a little yell. Who's <laughs> 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 mine? Be... It seemed to be coming from the corner of the room. But there doesn't appear to be anything in the corner of the room. The room itself, um, it's a, it is a simple two-room type of shack. The room itself has a has one large bed in the in the center against the wall, and opposite it is a small kind of like half-sized bed pressed against the wall. There seems to be another cabinet that probably contains clothes, but the actual sound itself seems to be coming from the corner between the wall and the double bed. Did I hear the sound or? Can I flip the bed up? You can flip the bed up, Gregor. You can roll me a perception check. We have disadvantage because you're in the other room. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to follow. Um, Are you following <sighs> Jack? Yeah. Roll me a normal perception check then, please. Uh, that's a 13. I had a nat 20 on the other one. Five for me. Deeks, you hear nothing because um, Jack has flipped a bed. It's just like... <laughs> Does it land and splinters everywhere? There's nothing underneath the bed. Gregor, you think you can hear something other than um, Ezidor and Deeks? Jack? Is there something in there? Yeah, sorry, other than Jack and Deeks. I don't know. I heard him. Uh, I dog. Uh, I'll soon find out, though, uh, because I want to open the cabinets. And I basically, I just want to search the room, but trash it at the same time. <laughs> As you reach towards the cabinets, you can grab the doors, you kind of tear them off, and you're presented with some clothes. Uh, I'm going to throw them. Nice. I'm going to throw them away. <laughs> <Just> throw them. <laughs> Is that kind of like spinning behind you? Clothes! Keeps the, 
they narrowly uh, they narrowly avoid you is like some britches fly by, a linen <laughs> shirt goes by, a nice dress flies over the just, top of your hat. Just covered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jack, you turn around and Deeks is now in a really fetching outfit. <laughs> well, I think I could get used to this. You look different, Deeks. What's going on? That's stunning, don't you think? <laughs> what should be a summer dress is like a ball gown on Deeks. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a bit big for you, isn't it? Well, yes, but I can still do something with the fabric. <laughs> I just met let off a big laugh. Krakow, maybe can you put this in your bag of holding? No, uh, I'll just grab it. I'll just grab this dress and just shove it in my bag of holding. Yeah, it it looks to be... Hang on. There we go. I shouldn't talk while I'm opening the can. Can't edit that fucker out. Um, it looks to be quite a decent dress. It looks to like as a summer dress belonging to a child. Um, strangely enough for, you know, what you would assume to be poorish farmers, um, it is actually dyed yellow, which, you know, not too common around these parts. But yeah, you find yourself a nice little summer dress. Lovely, let's add that into my thingy. Is the cabinet empty? Um, as you're chucking more and more clothes out and they're just still narrowly missing people, yeah, you can just see the back of the cabinet now. Right, I just want, I just want to, like, hurl it to the side then so it falls over. As you hurl it to the side, you hear another... <laughs> as the wood shatters against the wall and just clanks to the floor. Everyone roll a perception check again, please. Thirteen. Wait, oh no, it's perception. Sorry. Yes, please. Nineteen. Perception, was it? Yes, please. Uh, Thirteen. So, Deeks and Gregor, you both hear another... Kind of like a, a whimper again, coming from the corner of the room. Okay. Jack, however, you know that not only is it coming from the corner of the room, it's coming from underneath the floor. Can I whip round super fast directly where I heard the sound? Mm -hmm. like, I definitely heard it that time. I think you're swinging towards it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Who's whelping? Show yourself. You okay. hear kind of like soft sobbing. I take it, what, is he under the bed I'm hearing? No, no, you, it's underneath the floorboards that you're hearing. Alright, uh, well, I'm, can I get to right where it is and hear the yep. whimpering? Yeah. just start banging on the floor and I'm like, GET UP HERE! <laughs> and you're shouting at it, there's just full-on proper hysterics now. Whoever Jack, is underneath Jack. here has lost their composure. GET UP! Jack! Get up Jack, calm down! There's whimpering I... under here, and he won't get up. Get up! Get up, I hear you! Still just more sobbing. <laughs> Jack! 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 Be calm. Nothing's going to want to come up there with all of that banging, is it? Well, he's just hiding and whimpering. It's no good. Just, just give me a moment. Can I head off to the corner where he is? Yeah. In a soft tone, I'm gonna go. We mean you no harm. Is there anybody down there? Roll me a persuasion check. Not with disadvantage. Just straight up normal persuasion check. Five. Just still sobbing. You even get up here now, 
or I'll burn this house down with you in it! Rip, rip, rip that floorboard up. Let's do see who's underneath. Do you think that's wise, having him rip up the floorboard and for the whatever this thing is to see, Jack? Just rip it up, and I will stand there and let my face be the first thing he or she sees. Uh, I will with. Oh, go on then. I'll just try and rip the floorboard up. Yep, roll me a straight up strength check one, please. Uh, with advantage, because it's, 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 you know, just pulling up a floorboard, isn't it? Oh, natural 20. Hey. <laughs> with alarming <laughs> ease and with alarming motion, uh, Jack kind of, like, flexes his hands up and a little bit of the glue just kind of drops off slams it down onto the floorboards and Dick you can see his like loopy form kind of like almost thin and reach into the floorboards and he pulls back it's almost like this thin part has wrapped underneath solidified and you just hear it as he rips the floorboard up can I see anybody underneath well done Jack underneath you can see um Kind of like crouched down in a really tiny, scared position is what looks to be a small girl. She is, even in her crouched fall she, form, she's very small. Um, she looks like she's got blonde hair, but from the evening of hiding, it's become dirty with um, dirt, I guess, with mud, with dust, and everything, and it's become a little bit frayed. You can't really see too much, but the little bits of skin that you can see is plastered in mud. Can I just, uh, as I see this uh, child in, I'll just reach my hand down and just grab, like, the scruff of her dress and just lift her up. You, unfortunately, was behind Jack and... That was I, all right. Yeah. So, at the moment, there is Jack that's kind of, like, leant over with this floorboard, so kind of, like, victorious, fucking waving these broken <laughs> floorboards around. And there's Dick's leant over. Gregor, let me handle this. Let me handle Alright, alright. Are you okay there, madam? Kind of like lowers her hands a little bit. You can see that she's got some very simple clothing on. Simple cloth, essentially. Um, which, like the rest of her, has been stained due to the previous. due to this night's events. As she looks up. Oh. Are they gone, sir? Are who gone? The, the spiders, they were everywhere. The spiders have gone. Yes, you are safe here. No, don't we will tr trust, trust us, we mean you no harm. We will keep you protected. I don't I'll think I'm safe, sir. I... Do you know where my papa is? He, he went out hours ago. Probably dead. <laughs> I don't. Jack! Jack! Jack. Oh, Jack. No, he's... Ah, well, he's bossed me. Oh, then I'm just gonna. <laughs> Room. <laughs> Just you hear slurp, you know, as Jack squatches around the room. Listen. I take his place where Jack was and then looking at this child. Listen, I, I don't know where your papa is. Dead. We mean you no we mean you no harm. 
We've simply strolled through this village, and this is what we've found so far. Ah, where, where? it's a girl. Where is everyone? I don't know. I... Then why are you down here? I I heard the, the scratching again. It's been it's been going like every night for the last couple of weeks. But we, do really you just... hear it now? No, because I don't. No, it's quiet. I just hear the rain. Because we took care of it. I just reached down with my hand and just going to grab her and just pull her out. I just kind of yanked this petrified small girl up. As you lift this small child out and you look into her face, you can see that she's around about no more than four foot-ish, so she's quite small. Um, she can't be any much older than about 11 or 12-ish. Her face is kind of a little bit chubby. She's not really grown into it yet, and her eyes are just bloodshot from stress, lack of sleep, and crying. And her face, like, her hair and her clothing is just plastered in mud. Right, can I, uh, I'll just set her down and just go, oh, is she, does she look cold or anything like that? She's shivering, and she looks a bit kind of withdrawn. But you're not sure if that's due to the cold, due to the rain, or because, you know, she's been hiding in the, like, foundation of her house for God knows how long. I'm just going to reach into my backpack. It's like, you look cold, young one. I just bring out a blanket and just wrap it around it. So she she kind of, like, grabs the blanket and pulls it around tightly. Thank, thank you, sir. <laughs> um, so what happened here? Was it these spiders that just overtook your village? At the beginning, it weren't, no. Um... A village for a long time now has been plagued, really, by by um, goblins. I don't know if you've ever come across them, sir. They're, they're quite vicious little little buggers, power always said. I just think back to when Ivok uh, bludgeoningly killed the goblins. It's like, yes, I've come across them before. <laughs> they, they ain't much harm, really, sir, to, to most of us, at least, but... They take away our cattle and our livestock and whatnot, and they normally have big old rats with them. I said that they're they're really big, and we don't want to come across them. So quite often we just hide in our houses. But my neighbour um, is, and she's she looks a bit forgetful for a second, like she's kind of zoned out for a minute or so. He um he had he had sheep and whatnot, sir, and uh, goblins goblins got them quite a lot. But um, a few weeks ago, a strange man came into the town. He had this um, parasol, I think he called it, like an umbrella. But for the daytime, it's to help with the sun. He had one of those on and some dark lenses. Couldn't see his eyes. He said he, he stayed with Mr. Galaski, our, our neighbour. And after mm -hmm. a while, Mr. Galaski told him all. I mean, of course he would. You know, you, you have a house, yes, you're going to tell him all about what's happened and whatnot. And um, told him about what had happened. And a strange man. Oh, I didn't like him, sir. So he smelled weird. Like and, and he brought these rotten. blue lanterns, correct? He did, yeah. How, how did you know that, Mike? I look, I look at Deeks and it's like, I, do I click on about the diary? 
roll me a straight up um, history. Roll, no, roll me a straight up oh, wisdom check, please. Well, I was just going to say, I found your diary. <laughs> as, you're as you're thinking as to whether or not you realise that, yeah, it comes out with that. My diary, so I... Oh, I thought it was gone. I thought it was done for so, so I, uh, I... I hid it in the cupboard. Can I can I have it back by any chance, please? That's that's my recording, you know? I've, no. But <laughs> when I'm got power, I said that when we're gone. The only things we have left are our, are our words, even le letters or... Before I... Have I read every, uh, all the contents of this diary? You've read everything that's of interest to you. Okay, so uh, yeah, of course. I was going to say the rest is just musings. I was going to say the rest is just the musings of a 12-year-old, essentially. Yeah. So she she kind of like... She shoots... She tend, like, kind of like cautiously reaches out a very small hand and just kind of grabs the diary and pulls it back and just kind of hooks it close to her. You can't give this to me on my last birthday a couple of months ago. Well, that is very nice of him. He's a very nice man. Was. Perhaps you should... Jack! Perhaps you should accompany us for now. That'd be alright, sir. I don't want to be an imposition. It's not safe for you here. <laughs> it's fine. I just give her a tap on the like the head. Okay, so uh, she kind of like as you're tapping her head. Okay, so if it's... <laughs> I'm not gonna have you damage a twelve-year-old straight away. Fuck off. <laughs> Fucking hell. Let her have more than an introduction before you kill her. Christ. I tell you what, we'll take you to the next village and we'll see if we can find your dad. How do you... How does that sound? I appreciate it, sir, but Papa won't be in the next village. He'll be he'll be in the field out back if he's anywhere. I know, but we... Bessie. We've checked around this place and it seems like there's no one around. So I think we should go to the next village and then hopefully they'll have some people that will help search for your father if you say so sir I more and more people kept on going missing before tonight that is at least so I don't know maybe Pa tried to go find them. did we check the field not that I care we haven't checked any fields tonight <laughs> do you, what, do you want to maybe we should do ah I suggest we we head back and find the rest of our party and and we move forward from there with a the, with the group consensus. Yeah, you got a good point there, Dix. Alright, you're coming with us. We're gonna meet up with our friends. Is that alright? Um, I, I suppose so, sir. I, I, I guess I, I haven't really got a choice. If I'm not <laughs> Can you anymore, walk? Oh yes, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm quite good at walking. And she, she kind of brightens up a little bit. Though. Stay with dicks. Have I still got a limp though? A slight limp. It's not really much that's going to affect you too much. It's just I can you. Walk now, though, yeah. yeah, you're now walking. You're walking at the pace of a small child. Ironically. May I make a suggestion? Yes. 
Maybe we should grab one of these blue lanterns outside and carry them with us. No, sir, you, you, you shouldn't do that. Why yeah. is that? The, the spiders started coming not long after the lanterns were put in. The, 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 the goblin attack stopped, sure, but we started hearing scratching and scratching. We started seeing more and more webbing every day, and and within a week of the lanterns going up, we were told that we should never, we should never turn the lanterns off. We want to stay protected from the goblins. And within a mm. week of them being lit, this our cattle started going. Awfully suspicious to me. I think that the man, the rotten, the the dark lensed parasol man. I think he had something to do with this. I don't know why he would try and condemn our village like this. We never did all to him. We gave him all of our gold. But he put these lanterns in and he condemned us sir, to death. Don't worry, little one. We'll sort it. Then may I suggest grabbing some wood from the fire as a source of light for us. Who needs light when I've got my sunblade? Well, you do, Gregor. Yes, you do. Jack? <laughs> what? That's almost like, a, you do, Gregor. Yes, you do. <laughs> what? Let's grab one of these pieces of firewood and light up the way. I cannot see them light, little one. I can, but it's better if it's lit, isn't it? And if any more spiders come, from my experience, they don't like fire. Oh, well. I won't argue with a plan that involves fire. Um, I will do that then. I will get wood from the fire that's lit. Slurpy tentacle just kind of reaches around. As I go outside, can I look at one of the blue lightens and just with the, the hilt of my sunblade just go, psh, just smash one of them. Roll me a strength check, please. Would you like a stick of fire, little dick? Yes, please, Jack. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, with my crooked hand. Your crooked 13. hand grabs that and is very slimy. Oh, let's hope it's flammable. With a 13, yeah, it kind of, it doesn't shatter or it kind of cracks down the middle and then just <laughs> falls to the floor. Hmm. The yeah, okay, the... as we're walking by, can I... Every time we walk by a blue lantern, can I just smash one? I'm just going to ask you to roll me just a straight up d20. Oh. How many of the blue lanterns can we see from the outside right now? Uh, directly in your field of view, there's about three of them. You would say probably one in every eight lanterns are blue. Well, if... if After Gregor's done this then can I try and use Presti again to try and snuff out the flames if it is flames you can of all of the ones that I see in my path <laughs> six I rolled anyway <laughs> kind of dink off the next one uh, Presti you say let me just check something basically up to a small campfire I can snuff out with that yeah I just need to double check As you try and snuff them out, all the other lanterns turn off, but the blue lanterns are the only ones that remain lit. It appears they need destroying with force. Gregor, you were right. 
So I made a dink on the first one and I'm just going to go just a bit harder this time. Just before we take our break, roll me one more strength check, please. Hey, that's better. 19. The second one just kind of explodes almost as you smash into it. As the rubble kind of flies up and drops down, the flame extinguishes, you all start heading back out into the village. As we're going past these uh, blue lights, I'm not going to stop until they're destroyed, basically. Just roll me a uh, straight up strength check then. We'll do it. We'll just do one strength check for all of them. See how many you managed to smash up. That is. Uh, 15. So, as you're kind of leading throughout the village, um. Whenever you're passing one of these lanterns, you're smashing it as you go by quite easily as the embers tumble to the floor and the flames go out. Um, as you're doing so, Raynor is being caught up basically on the events inside the house. It's being introduced to the small girl and basically told that you guys are going to look after her for a little while. And as you are doing that and he is following along, yeah, you kind of reached the last lantern, and give me one more strength check, please. Yes, you are now almost back to where you began your sojourn, essentially, into this. Eleven. Eleven. So as you walk out and you raise your, like, the hilt of your sunblade to smash the last one on the very outskirts of the village, as you look up and you can see Amrius and everyone just kind of, like, crouched in the tree line, it cracks the top of the lantern mm -hmm. and the lantern kind of almost falls apart but it just remains intact I'm just going to give it another bash roll me another strength check please even worse um, six your hill kind of like gets wedged in the crack a little bit I pull out but as I do I'm going to try and just break it as I do You'd manage it, but this blue flame kind of like catches on your hand and spreads up your arm a little bit. No, no, no. Just try and pat it out with my damp arm. There with my damp hand. Are they within reach? Not of me, of course, but um, of the normal humanoid. Say that again, her. Who are within reach of you? Are they lanterns within reach? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're yeah. pretty much almost like floor lanterns. Why, Gregor, why don't you try and pick one up and smash it on the ground? I was going to say, uh, was this, isn't this the last one? That is the last one. <laughs> well, thanks for telling me that now. Just try and pat this uh, well, flame I like out. people to make their own decisions. <laughs> <laughs> Just serious faced again as you're walking. <laughs> Um, you've noticed that the mist has pretty much cleared from this village now, and yeah, there is no lights at all. Um, at least from the outside, there's one or two shack lights still on, but there's no blue lights at least, and there's no exterior lanterns. Uh, can I turn to the turn to the little guy and say, "What's your name, little one?" Good question. I should have memorized it by now. 
She kind of looks up at you and she seems to have calmed down is the wrong term as such. She's not sobbing anymore, but she seems a bit drawn into herself. She looks up at you. My, uh, my, my name is Mila. Mila. Yes. Such a nice name. <laughs> I am Gregor. This is Dix. And that big chap that you see there, that's he's called Jax. You know, it's awfully nice to it's awfully nice to meet you all. Just without yeah. saying another uh, without saying another word, I'm just gonna reach into my bag of tricks and I'm gonna roll out one of these little fireballs things. Yeah, roll your dice. Lovely. I roll a two, and that turns into a giant rat. She's going to freak. <laughs> <laughs> it turns into a giant rat. <laughs> she yelps. Seems to rise a foot off the floor. And Scarpa's backwards behind Deeks. She's cowering behind Deeks at this point. It's it's okay, it's okay, little one. Is he with the goblets? No, 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 he's not. You see, he has the little bag of tricks that he can bring animals out from, and it's... Yeah, can I uh, reach down my arm? I just see the this giant rat just scurry up my arm, and I'm just struggling. Kind of where's that just... on your arm? It's massive. It's a giant rat. Oh, is it massive, is it? It's a giant rat. It's like the size of a dog. Oh, fair. I'll just give it a little, like, scruff around the ears and, like, just letting it know it's, it's okay. Bears its fangs slightly, but not in a, an aggressive way, in a happy way. Mm. But to someone who doesn't know a rat, so it's just bearing its fangs. So, again, you hear, like, <laughs> and, and scampers a little bit behind It is friendly, again. my dear. It is friendly. Do not worry. I'd rather not go near her if that's okay. That's fine. You stick with me. Mm. Okay. Let us go find uh, Gregor, Jack. We need to go and find the rest of the group. I think it's important now. Yes, yes. Okay, okay. Okay. Can I just look at the rat? You can. And just uh, I just tell it. Could you go find some herbs for me? Anything yum yum. <laughs> Anything yum yum. Yes, exactly. It's the very hard to describe herbs to a rat. <laughs> the rat tilts its head, scrunches its nose, and then just runs off into the darkness. Raynor is still following up the rear as this giant rat just runs past him, just like, Oh, what the fuck was that? It's a rat! Kill it. That's mine! I'm My gonna rat. kill it! He's kind of pulling back the drawstring on his bow, aiming for the rat, as you're saying, it's your rat. Don't! But it needs to die. If you kill it, it'll just pop. It will just disappear. Ah, that's no fun. Fucking spoil spot. But yeah, you are now on the out, the very outskirts of the village itself. If you look around in the tree line, you can see the rest of the group. There is Amrius, there is Ebchar, and there is Fru at this point. There's only three other people left. Amrius! Uh, what the hell have you been doing all this time? Amrys kind of walks down. I, 
I do not know if you remember Deeks. However, I told Gregor that he was welcome to check out the village if he wished. However, given the outcomes of our expedition already, I deigned to remain behind as it was not pertinent to us getting home. Gregor investigated because he wished to. You followed Gregor and uh, uh, Ezador over there followed Gregor along with Red... Hmm. Let's deal with that in a second. Along with Redmond, because you deigned to. I deigned to remain behind. Fu elected to protect myself and Ebchar. Yes, great, great commentary there. It's nice to know your team is behind you when you need them. I already told you. I'll shrug off and walk away at that point. As you walk away, you hear him shouting afterwards. (laughs) I already told you, Deeks, that we deigned to stay behind. Moving along was your choice, whether it be wise or foolish. Spit on the floor. Ah, don't mind him. He just got attacked by a big spider. I am very well happy that we did not venture into that village then. I Um, trust all is okay now. We do have some sad news, I'm afraid. He kind of looks around and noticing that Richmond isn't along with you. Redmond. Uh, Redmond, not <laughs> Richmond. That shows how forgettable he was, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, I, a piece uh... of Lego. Oh, it went right in the heel. <laughs> Fuck you. I, uh... I assume this is to do with Redmond. Yes, unfortunately, he got... Well, as we wandered into the village, um... Uh... We all got separated, and as we went back into the village to find, try and find Dix and Redmond, we, well, Jack found Redmond. I'll just Jack? come out with it, Gregor. Redmond is dead. He deigned to die. I just stay silent out of that. It's like, there's your answer. Amrius takes like a slight, a small intake of breath, and he hangs his head down very slightly for a moment that is that is sad news he was a nuisance and a pest however he had the best of intentions he was very enthusiastic did he at least die a good death a painless death would have said. oh no <laughs> <laughs> he was dried up like a husk like a log long decayed Decomposed. It's brittle, like flaky to the touch. I must say, Azador, you will seem awfully different at the moment. Looks very painful. That's incredibly bad news. Uh, do you know where his body is so that we can at least give him a proper burial? Or I just turned to Jack. Yes, it's in the village, but you deign not go in there. Is the village still uh, full of dangerous at all, or is it? Yes, it is full of dangerous. And let me just ask this question: How yes. long have you been on this expedition? I, in fact, I know how long you've been on this expedition. Do not you? Long. How long? How long not, have you been not on? Not very long at all. And already, you have lost three party members. 
You kind of you now see is... his hands kind of clutch into a bit of a into a bit of a fist. I will have you know, little gnome, that we have been on this expedition for weeks. The ones who were undertaking this expedition knew of the risks. That is why they were being so highly paid. Yes, Do not may, judge may their not? actions against myself, lest you remember that you would still be in an undersized cage if it was not for myself and Gregor's actions. Yes, and I appreciate that. However, may I say, if maybe the group would stick together a little more, then maybe we wouldn't all be dropping like flies. The group was together, Deeks. When two of our members fell, the group was together when the dragon fell. Being together or not does not seem to matter on this. I elected to keep myself and my son out of any further danger. You elected to put yourself in further danger. Hey, yes, because no one else was. We could have avoided this village, and what would have been lost? Certainly not Redmond's life. What have you gained from venturing into this abandoned village? I don't think it was. Can my I idea. Uh, turn and just uh, look behind dicks? <laughs> this small little child just kind of like pops her head out. This right here, I would say at least is worthwhile as going into this village. I just turn to Amrius and just like whisper. We found her in one of the houses, hiding underneath the floors. His face kind of uh, softens a little bit. That is unfortunate. I suppose if you is hadn't it? have ventured into this village, then you would not have found her. However, Deeks, that does not make myself or Ebshar any less. We did not wish to go in, as we saw no benefit to going in. Tell me, how did Redmond die? Was it on your watch, or was he left alone? Because if he was left alone when he was under the care of you three, then he was your responsibility. Whoa. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> you were hired. Under... I was not hired. You were hired. You agreed around about three episodes ago, <laughs> so yesterday, you agreed to take the place, you and Ezador, he kind of looks at, Ez at Jack at this point with his like gloopy form, just going around just like, Argh. just pretty I'm, much I, going, oop, in I'm the background, I'm assuming. I'm loving it. <laughs> You're just kind of like, oh, in the background as this is happening. <laughs> I will deal with that later. <laughs> but you both agreed <laughs> to accompany us to replace the two bodyguards that we had lost. That is not the agreement I agreed to. I will... Meta for a second. Are you genuinely saying that as JP? Are you that, saying yes. that as... That's <laughs> yeah. wrong. You, you agreed you in that session <laughs> to take the place of the bodyguards. He was in you, the... He was in I the, don't think I did. I think did. I would agree to accompany on this mission, nope. but not I as a asked, bodyguard. Nope. I asked if you wanted to take the place I of Ragnarok and Ivor. I specifically used that kind of like term for it, it all to replace cage, yeah, our current that. bodyguards. 
We are currently two bodyguards down. We need to replenish our numbers. Would you like to join us? Along those type of lines. Yes. And I was under the impression I joined, but not as a bodyguard. You never said not as a bodyguard. You agreed to join the group as in Gregor and um, Ezidor. It's Cyric who refused. Yeah, you refused Cyric, not Amrius. You agreed with Amrius because when you first met, you were on very good terms with him. But you yeah, refused Cyric. I refusing for Cyric as well. I just Not as I well. I just didn't. Well, I just don't think I put those in those words as a bodyguard. As you a, agree. more of an accompaniment. Nope. Or you the words agree. that you chose maybe wasn't didn't mention the words bodyguard. I'm positive it, it did. It and I pretty much back. did, yeah. Oh, fuck. The, uh, the only way that you can. The only way that you can say, nope, not as a bodyguard, is if Deeks, you know, like, just didn't see it as that. However. The wording that I specifically used was very clear on being a bodyguard. Well, I, as a person, was, <laughs> uh, thought, didn't think that I was on, on this party as a bodyguard. I'm not Therefore, sure how, because I use the term bodyguard. Well, I've, ac I've accepted it under, under a different premise, then. That's not my issue as the DM, that's the, your issue as a player for misinterpreting. <laughs> I'm going I'm to sorry, backtrack, I'm going to have to pull rank on and, this. And, okay, well, I'm going to backtrack and figure this out as a character then and please do and i'm going to carry on with my statement i've just said that's fine i just want i just wanted to like find out where you were actually coming from because if it was just as a character thing then i can come to, but i wanted to like actually clarify with this first so uh, show me in writing Andreas, where i have said i would be a bodyguard on this expedition look at me we you think had... i can be a bodyguard do you think i we have any strength we had a verbal contract, Deeks, as you seemed well-versed in magic. A verbal contract, yes, of all my years of verbal contracts standing their ground. It's phenomenal, yes, of course. I a verbal you, contract you have, you relies upon one's integrity. Yes. Yes. If you do not have the integrity to follow through on a verbal contract, Deeks, that says more about your character and it does mine at the very most, it says that I am too trusting. And it says that you, dear Deeks, are a cad. Can I just stand back and just well, get well, next to um, say, Jack I would at this say point. anything to get out of those. I'm just going back. I was uh, Gregor. No, I'm stepping back. for a second. I'm I am he's, angry. He stood next to Jack. It's pretty much the entire, the remainder of the group stood around on either side as you, as you and Amrius are arguing. I was going to say, can I turn to Jack and say, Dix has been a bit of a dick, isn't he? I just hope he kicks off. <laughs> <laughs> Every so often you just hear Jack sliver behind Buff, Amrius and Dix fight. Go on <laughs> gonna, I, wait to, I actually want to go lumbering up to Dix. I just sort of whisper to him and go, he's blaming you, Dix. Yeah, and I need to finish this. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. I'm keeping that though. That's an amazing speech. <laughs> that is very good. I would verbally say anything to get out of those caves we were in. And like, once again, Deeks, that is more new than now. I would say anything, right? Take advantage of you, Also, <laughs> I would be willing to accompany this party and offer the most protection I can possibly offer if the group also had my back. All I can see so far 
is Gregor and Ezidor. Um, even Jack that have currently got my back. You mean Do your you really fellow have bodyguards? Yes. That is They're what bodyguards, bodyguards do. No, they are the bodyguards of the group. You protect the group. You are part of the group, are you not? You have each other's backs. Now, I know that you were not around for the entire expedition. However, when this initial air set off, there were six bodyguards, I believe. Was that correct, Gregor? He kind of gestures towards you. There were around about six bodyguards to four or five non-bodyguards. I just That's nod how... my head, and as I look, I'll just look at... Is it Mila? Mila? Yes, Mila. I'll just look at Mila, like, I think you best stand over here. Yeah, just kind of gesture, and she kind of, like, runs quite quickly. Still quite silent. Her face is kind of getting a bit cold. Not cold as in physically, you know, like, just getting a bit withdrawn. I was going to say, keep that blanket uh, near. Okay, Gregor, what were you doing, sorry? Is... As the rain tends to fall heavier, and Amrius and Deeks are just kind of like stood in the centre, just Deeks looking up at him, Amrius looking down, like yelling at each other. I just I kneel down to the child, and as the rain's just falling on her head, I'm just wiping back the soot and like the dust just away from her face, and just making sure she's clean. Like there, in that better. She doesn't respond to you. She doesn't. She doesn't like back away. She doesn't move away. She doesn't respond. At all, really. Just a bit of the blank just, look. Yeah. Uh, just give her uh, just a tap on the thing and then just goes stand straight back up. Still, still no response from her. Yeah. She, that's it. Uh, again, she doesn't. She doesn't react like she's scared, but she doesn't say a thank you. She doesn't smile. She doesn't grimace. She just doesn't really react too much at all. Looks a bit potentially a bit shell shocked, really. Yeah. She'd expect. Yeah, so Deeks, you are still kind of like stood arguing with Amrius. Yeah, I can't remember what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to... Tr- you know what? I know I know a good place to jump back in. Yeah, as, It was as about the, the bodyguards. <laughs> Shut up. Stop trying to cause a fight. I know where to jump back in. As Yeah, as the camera pans over to Gregor, wiping the face, and, you know, Jack is like stood behind both Amrius and... Um, Amrius and Deeks just whispering in their ears and stuff, just trying to be a dickhead. I'm circling um, him now, just staring at him, but circling. <laughs> <laughs> Amrius is noting this as well. He's just like, oh, this is not good. Um, if you wish, Dicks, you do not have to remain a bodyguard. You can, with, with your failure to protect Redmond, there is an opening for a protection area as such. You you may continue travelling with us back to Salt Harbour if you are travelling with Gregor and Ezador, but you will not be paid for your endeavours like they are. They are being paid for being bodyguards. If you continue to be a bodyguard, you shall be paid as such. Otherwise, you will not be paid. Ooh. I suggest a counter-offer. And what would that be? And what were, what what uh, guarantee would you have with this counter-offer, as you have already stated that your word I'm just, I'm cannot be trusted? Who said I can't be trusted? You did. About 20 seconds ago, Deeks, when you said, and I quote, I would say anything to get out of that cage. 
Oh, snap. I said, I said, I said cave, not cage. <laughs> Very well. Listen, I am, simply, I am simply furiated because I do not feel that a bodyguard is such the right thing for me to be in this expedition. And what would you suggest, Deeks? I have a lot of arcane, arcane knowledge. I have a lot of knowledge and wisdom on this world. Perhaps my assistance could be elsewhere. That would have a more valid argument if this was on the towards journey of our expedition. We are now heading back to Salt Harbor and I do not expect us to go into any ruins. We are not at our full strength, as it were. Maybe if I have a job in the future to do with artifacts or relics, or even... <sighs> I was going to discuss this with Gregor later on, but even if it was to continue hunting down the cult that has stolen the artifact that we have lost so many lives for, then maybe it will be useful for that. But for this expedition itself, we've gone past the point of needing arcane knowledge. We need to get back to Salt Harbor in a one piece. Very well, then let's just head back to Salt Harbor then. Yeah. I'm sure this expedition will be going again, correct? Not this exact expedition, but almost certainly Something regarding the cult, yes. Something regarding the plinths, yes. Yes. However, do you agree then that you are not a bodyguard and as such you, you, you can be protected of course, but you have no... You have... There is nothing holding you to follow Gregor, Ezidor, Rain, or and Fu. Protection. Well, let's let's just say this. Trying to welch on the deal after the job is done, I'd say. Let's you are not say... helping, Ezador. Just speak in my mind. Let's just say this. I like to be paid. Then do your job. I have lost yet another member of the party. It is not my job to look after the party, it is the bodyguards. If you wish to be paid as a bodyguard, then do the bloody job of a bodyguard. You can tell he's actually, he's becoming a little irate that another member of his party has died. And now this random person that he rescued is questioning him about, you know, being a bodyguard when he agreed okay, to be a bodyguard. Okay, well, well with that then, uh, I'll just use Presti again, just to <laughs> snuff out the piece of wood I'm holding. I forgot away. you were holding that. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I forgot you were holding this piece of wood. You just snuff it out and you just kind of hoof back off, I'm assuming, into the forest tree line, because that's where everyone else was. Yeah. Yeah. So as you stomp away, are you interacting with anyone, or are you just literally going into the makeshift camp that they made? Is the little girl following me? Nope, she is stood next to Gregor at the moment. Okay, that's fine. No, I don't need to interact with anyone then. 
Yeah, so you go away into the into the forest line. You can see that the canopy. That's fair. That's fair. Um, you can see that there is a makeshift camp. The canopy of the tree tops. There is still water dribbling down. It's kind of like a steady stream, but the the camp itself is protected enough that there is a small campfire and one or two tents that have already been erected. There's a small campfire in between one of the two tents, yeah? Yeah, yeah, basically there's like two tents, a, a smallish campfire that's been set ablaze, and there seems to be like a little bit more space for, you know, like a couple more tents, really. Is this, um, is this where we're bearing down for the night, by the looks of it, then? Yeah. Alright, well, I, I'm just simply going to um, be close to the fire, uh, and I'm going to... Close this cat, this hat back down myself, and I'm going to try and get a full night's sleep to get rid of this point of exhaustion. <laughs> That's fair. So I don't yeah, stand you, a chance with any fucking you, you, you pull, persuasion you pull, on anything here. You pull the hat open, like a bit wider, pull it down, and then just like a snap, it snaps too. You're very nice and warm in your hat next to the campfire. Yeah, you drift off quite quickly. We'll see how well you sleep shortly. Um. Jack, I suppose, and uh, Gregor, you've just witnessed this fight happen. Um, Raynor, similar to Jack, but rather than circling them, Raynor's just like, oh, oh, ah, ah. <laughs> there is old Dick Tannenkogli. You know, Amrius, I thought you were going to hit him. You know, you know, I'll go pick up the stick. I thought he was going to clock you with this then for a moment. Yeah, that would have been funny. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Uh, this um, Raynor's just like, you know what, Ezador? In this. I am not Ezador! Oh. My bad. Who are you? Yeah. Ezador. Well, you know what, Jack? I quite like you. You're not quite a square like Ezador, so here you go. And he pulls out a bottle of this black liquid. He pulls out the cork with her. And he hands you it. Ah. Feel free to have a swig. <laughs> Of this wonderful alcohol, it is basilisk venom, so you should probably take it easy. Ah, what go wrong here? <laughs> Pick it up. I'll take a swig. Please roll me a con save. As <laughs> <laughs> this slimy technically wraps around it, as he lifts it up, um, Raynor can see like yeah, there's a bit of grease on the bars. It's like ah, I'm probably not going to drink that again. No, no, it's a. I've lost my 20 day. I'll have to do it on Critical Role. Not Critical Role. We are not affiliated with Critical Role. Still. We are still <laughs> not affiliated with Critical Role. Matt Mercer won't return my calls. Not today. Uh, why is this con save? Mm -hmm. Yes, please. Where the hell's my character sheet gone? Sorry, two seconds. It's alright. There it is. Constitution. Oh my god, where is it? Why can't I find it on the character? Oh, it's there. 17. 17, yeah, you take a nice big swig of it. 
and it is very warming. It warms all of your tendrils. Um, for an almost split second, it feels as though like your tendrils are hardening for a second, and then nope, straight back to nice warmth. <sighs> Warms the cockles. Fair play. Just as a heads up, whenever you do drink that as a human, um, you're going to have to roll that con save. So you can drink again if you wish, or you can... Uh, there, might, there might be a reward if you can drink three times in a row. As a phantom? Uh, you are still classed as a human. Your entomology is still... Your biology is still pretty much humanoid, or whatever passes for that. Um, so, yes. Go on, then. I'll do it again. All right. Roll me a con save. Boosh. Oh, God. Eight. <laughs> Just like the kindly Ezidor, you take a large, nice swig of it. You think you're just... You're just dandy. Take a step forward and your tentacles just kind of freeze in place and you slam straight on the front, straight into your face. Ah, that's a bit of kick, that was. Yeah, you're unable to move at this point. Your, your tentacles are just kind of frozen in place. And Jack, as you are frozen in place, unable to move, you are now, you, Jack, are able to hear Esador talking to you if Esador is talking to you. Cool. Kind of like on an equal playing field. Uh, I can just hear him. You can converse with each other, essentially. You're on a level playing field. Um, if he has anything to say. If not, then we can head elsewhere. If Ezador has anything to say. Yes. Guys! <laughs> Guys! <laughs> Guys! No, no one can hear you. It's just literally in your own mindscape because you're pretty much paralysed. Oh, right. Well, can I? I can. All right. <laughs> I was going to say you're paralysed for the duration because the basilisk venom. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sorry, but you're, there's a conversation going on right now in my head, but I can't speak it because no one would hear it. I mean. Yeah. I mean. You could say the conversation out loud if you want, or you can just have it, and we will find out what it said later, if needs be. Okay. Oh, that will have to go that way then, nothing, because cat. Yeah. It's right. fine. I know Don't what, worry about it. I know what's being said. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, just update us later. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, Gregor, you've kind of just seen... You've seen Dick storm up. You've seen... Um, yeah, Gregor, you've seen Dick storm off, and you've seen Jack take two swigs of the Basilisk Venom and then fall flat on his face. Amrius is just kind of walking around in a bit of a huff, trying to light a pipe. Um, Ebchar has kind of sculpted off back to the camp. Fu is kind of like leaning against the tree, just staring at the rain. And Raynor has kind of like walked by Jack, swooped down, picked up the Basilisk Venom and just walked off. I am going to mumble. Now... You got no chance. It's my turn. I mean, you. Your turn for what I've. I've literally got the venom here, and you fell over, so it's my turn. Nighty night, Jack. 
walks up into the forest. The film. What do you say, little one? Let's get you something to eat and some water. I just she... pick up. I just pick up my lad. Just put her in my arms and just walk to you know, to the towards the barrels, and uh, see if she can get a sip of water and a little bit of food. Yeah, she's able to. She, she knows how to operate it. Um, she she gets herself a glass of water, gets herself a bowl of food, and she just eats in silence. I just watch over just just for now, and then I set up my camp. Okay, is everyone off to sleep? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I okay. make sure that uh, Myla's got a little bit of a corner where she can sleep as well. Yeah, she's kind of nicely protected from the rain. You find a little branch that's a little bit lower down than the others, like with a bit more foliage, and yeah, she's protected from the rain there. Right. She She does seem to fall asleep quite quickly, but again... She's not really saying much. Um, um, can I call back my rat as well? Yes, the rat comes bounding back. I just point to her, protect her. The rat kind of like cocks its head to the side, almost as if to say, you do know that I, you know, vanish from existence in, oh, five hours, right? Yeah, for as long as you can. Okay, and in its mouth, it drops what it thinks is yummy, which is a couple of seeds, a couple of grains, a little bit of cheese, some cereals, seeing like wheat and whatnot. I kind of like, all of this out. Some berries. Ah, yummies. And then just chuck them in my mouth at that point. As it's dripping with the saliva of the rat. <laughs> it doesn't taste that nice, but it doesn't really do you any harm. <laughs> the rat just kind of... Yeah, that's it. enough. Now I'm just going to my tent and then just fall asleep. Okay. Everyone roll me a d20, please. Um, Gaz, if you get above a 10... No, actually, roll me two d20s, please, Gaz. Roll me the first one and tell me the first one. <laughs> 11 or nine. for me. 9. 10. Okay. 15. 10. 9, 15. Okay. So, GB, what was you again? Sorry. 11. Okay. Let me just sort something out very quickly. 11. So, Deeks, you sleep well enough. You're still angry about what's happened. You're still covered in the viscera of the Childrith. You're still, con. you know, you're still wondering what the hell to do essentially seeing as you know this group doesn't seem to have your back too well but you do sleep well enough that your point of exhaustion has gone Gregor how about you what did you get again I got a 10 a 10 are we adding the initiative as well or no no it's just a straight up d20 okay yeah it's 10 then Um, again similar to Deeks you're a bit tossy and turny over everything the small child that has been left outside in the rain um, is on your mind. Um, the fact that she's not speaking too much, the fact that she's probably been through quite a fair bit for a kid. Um, but again, you sleep well enough that you feel relatively rested. You feel rested enough, at least, not to have any detrimental effects. A little bit groggy waking up. Lovely. Uh, Jack slash... Sorry, As if you didn't give her the 
as if you didn't give her the tent. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I was hitting with. You know, that small child that you left outside. <laughs> you didn't decide to, you know, I don't know, maybe hmm, sleep outside and let the child have the tent. <laughs> Too late now. She's she's gone to sleep in the rain. Well, she's gone straight to sleep, so she obviously slept well. <laughs> yeah, the traumatized, the traumatized, traumatized child has just fallen asleep. Great. There's not there's nothing to worry about there. Um, the rat's looking after it. It's fine. The the giant rat. <laughs> yes. The giant That'll rat probably that freak was... her out if she wakes up in the middle of the night. Yeah, that was the harbinger of the uh, goblins. <laughs> yeah, like... That giant rat. Oh, Gregor's made many mistakes, but fuck it hell. Um, is this I... is this class as a long rest as well? Yes, yes. You've got all your health back, all of your everything back. Um Guys, what did you get again? Sorry. Oh, it was a nine and then a 15. A nine and a 15. Okay, so you don't sleep quite as well. Um, the entire night is pretty much a tug of war between Ezador and Jack over getting control. However, with that, you, you don't have any real detrimental effects as such. You're just a little bit groggy when you wake up. However, with that 15, I will allow you guys to choose who is in control when you wake up. Right. Um, you know what? I feel it would be fair if it was like a coin flip. Yeah, go for it. I was going to say a roll a d20 as well. Yeah, just anything along those lines. Okay, well, all right. Can you... I'd just rather keep it out of my hands, really. Uh, yeah, okay. Can you pick, I... Tom, like, ten and below who's going to be there, then? So, ten and below, we will do that as Jack. Eleven to twenty, we will do that as Ezador. A natural one means that you've died in your sleep. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't like this plan. <laughs> right, to so fifteen again. So it's Ezadar then. So it's Ezadar, right, okay. Oh. See, we'll start with you, Ezadar. You were you awake in the morning, back in control. Oh, oh, where, 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 where where's that stone? Stone! <laughs> guys, guys! Where is it? What? Where is everyone? Did you, have you seen a stone about yay big, uh, black, got gold uh, spindly things on it I really need it I really need it I don't give a fuck go back to sleep oh, Gregor you are testing my patience um, I'm gonna scour the ground and go I'll just keep calling out for guys to look for a stone <laughs> I was gonna say are you, are you out of your tent at this point me yeah yes <laughs> okay yeah hey, what you... time is this it's, as well? it's early morning it's gone past dawn um, Ezidor, as you clamber, as you scamper out, you can see that Amrius is sat in front of the fire with a kind of like a metal cup that's steaming, smoking a pipe again. He looks a little bit worried. Amrius! Amrius! My friend! Oh, hello, Ezidor. It is, it is good to see you again, and not that oik that was taking over your body the previous night. Yes, and we I'm afraid we have a bit of problem. Yes. 
that oik may very well come back and stay if I don't find that stone. Do you remember the stone? Uh, like you like that stone. Do you remember that stone that I've not told anyone about? <laughs> uh, what stone would that be, Isidore? There was a stone uh, around my neck. It was black and gold with bits on it. Like, I really need oh. it. Yes, I, it dropped off you when you transformed into... Well, after you drank uh, after you drank some basilisk venom. I do not know if you remember that. No, that sounds rather, yes. that sounds rather foolish. It was incredibly foolish, and then Jack ingested some more last night when you came back. Oh. And then promptly knocked himself out. Ha! Looks like, uh, looks like I may have caught, caught a bit of good fortune there, then. Um, well, would you kindly show me where I became alleviated? Because I really need to find that stone. Otherwise, oh, no. bad things could happen. No need, no need, dear boy, after you had sloped off, I guess is the term. Sloped off. Uh, I noticed it on the floor, and I decided to keep it for safekeeping in case it was of importance to you, and he kind of reaches into his pocket, and he sets his metal cup down, reaches into his pocket, and hands you the stone back. Oh, praise Amrius! Amrius! Uh, I'm going to hug him. He is taken aback a little bit. He kind of like raises his arm so that the pipe doesn't spill on you. It's this is quite all right, dear boy. I'll, if if this stone is that important to you, or maybe hold on to it better next time. Uh, you will never know the next time you transform if it would knock off again. Maybe find some more permanent solution. Maybe that is very very wise advice, and I am absolutely going to take it on board. You know, this reminds me. Or it at least helps me understand all these people that I've saved in my past life, um, like the many, many people I've saved, how they must feel. Just gratitude, gratitude. Lots of gratitude, thank you. Yeah, it's quite all right, dear boy. I'm glad that some people on this expedition appreciate things. Well, of course I do. You, you've, uh, you have no idea how important this is because without this little thing, that that uh, that thing the jack sorry I yes he could just stay and yeah, they, bad things could happen I need to stay in control of him he's uh, he's got a very very dark side yes I gathered he um he told me that uh, Redmond had passed away and he seemed to take the utmost pleasure in delivering it. And uh, I'm not sure when you are in this state how much you will see of the events surrounding. But uh, Deeks and I got into a slight disagreement last night and Jack, I believe you called him, seemed insistent on uh, escalating the situation. Yes, I am sorry about that, but to be fair, I expected much worse. I have a feeling if I didn't manage to get this stone back and get back in control, he very well would have tried to have left with you lot. And after leaving the area, I think things could have got a lot worse. So... I think... I am very well happy that that was not the case. Yes, I'm sorry. It's a bit of a... It's a bit of a dangerous thing I've got here, I know, but normally... Normally, I'm completely in control, but if I'm not, then I can honestly say 
we're very lucky he didn't go about the camp while you all slept let me just say that yes well thankfully I uh, despite the situations the previous 24 hours I feel a lot more rested so I believe I will be able to cut our trip incredibly short um, potentially if I feel strong enough to even get us just outside of Assault Harbor so you'll hopefully be able to find the help that you need there oh fantastic yes I wonder if they have any statues of me there. I'll <laughs> let you find that one out, dear boy. Let you investigate that. Would surprise hey. me. I mean, I did save it, the city many times. But... He hands you a cup of coffee um, as you kind of like sit back, sit down, and start regaling him of your past. Single-handedly, as well, I might add, many times. Gonna fade that scene out a little bit as you're starting to talk about that. Uh, Deeks, how are you waking up? You're obviously still outside, wrapped in your hat. Um, just uh, the the cap underneath. Just check to see if it's still if it's daylight yet. It is. Uh, yes. Realize, oh, it is daylight. Ah, just slept in. Um, I will look around. Uh, anyone in my peripheral vision? You can see that. Amrius is sat down talking to Ezador. Ezador is in his Ezador form. Um, Ebchar, you can see Ebchar has started walking out of the camp, um, just like slightly away. You can see that Fu is kind of like sat with his legs crossed, hands on his legs, just eyes closed. And you can also see that um, Raynor is talking to Mila. Just kind of like okay. crouched down chatting to her. Alright, so with the hat still down, uh, uh, the the corner flicked up, I'll just scurry my way over to Amrius. Yep. Lift with him on my right hand side, lift the right side of the cap up. Uh, uh, Amrius. Yes. He kind of like, he, he kind of. Uh, wait one second there, Ezador just looks down, sees this this moving hat with an <laughs> eye pretty much poking out. Yes, Deeks. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, are, are we are we are we okay? <laughs> we good, we good. <laughs> we good, we good. We good. Uh Yes, I believe things got a little heated. Last night, um, I still do not know the full story of what happened in that village. However, given given your temperament last night, I can only assume it did not go too well for yourself. No. Well, hmm. you see. And I'll... Just whoop. Yes, I must. I must apologise for last night. I was in a little bit of a, a little bit of a state. You see, I ventured into that village. I got left. Well, let's say dropped, um, and then all of a sudden, I'm I'm in this cocoon, spider's web, and things just didn't go my way at all. Yes. May I just and say? It's not... May I just interject though and just say that Dix, you did very well. I mean, it was you after all that finished the spider. We uh, and saved the little girl. It's unfortunate we lost 
another comrade but unfortunately missions sometimes happen that way don't they we all know that yes they do yes I, I suppose I was just feeling like a lot, a lot of the weight was was on me to be this, this bodyguard that you was you, you so wanted me to be and uh, quite frankly I'm not used to to having this line of work at all like I base my life on knowledge and knowledge alone and to be thrown into to something like this is, is, is quite overwhelming so I do apologize if I lost my cool last night that is and I will I will I will continue this journey and and offer my assistance in the way that you you feel like I should and I, I appreciate the opportunity and, and I thank you for letting me accompany you on this journey that is quite all right Deeks I do of course accept your apology and I, I must extend mine to you as well uh, it seems that we were both out of sorts last night you must understand that whilst I said that I do not bear full responsibility for the loss of another member of our group as the leader of the expedition uh, it it bears down on me nonetheless and hearing that we have lost another in such short succession is it weighs on one's soul Deeks it is horrible, yes, it is horrible. I, I fully understand. Yeah, so I I believe that if you are still willing, there is only a small part of this journey left. In fact, only a morning, I would say, if that. Um, and then the very short distance from the outskirts of Salt Harbor into Salt Harbor itself, which is a five-minute walk, if that. Um, but if you are willing to continue to be our bodyguard as such, then I will allow that and I will, of course, give you Ragnarok or Ivik's share of what they would have made. That would be greatly appreciated. Yeah. Let us remember course, the little soul we have saved, after all. Yes, yes, I do worry about her too. She's not said nary a peep since she has been in this camp. Poor thing. Very. Mm, She's just scared is all. She has lost her father. Did not get fear from her. I got anger. Well, it's understandable. Mm. When a child, he kind of pauses for a second, and you see him stare off into the distance. You can roll a perception if you wish to follow his gaze. Yeah. Fifteen. Fifteen. Is it? Are you following his gaze yes, as well? Yes, I'd like it... to. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Ooh. Ooh. Perception. Greg, I was just getting up at this point. It's kind of. Uh, well, I'm probably the first one up. <laughs> 20 not that. With a 15 Deeks, you can see that he's looking at Ebchar as he leaves the camp. Ezadar with a 20 not natural, but a 20 nonetheless. Yeah, you can see that he's looking at um, Ebchar as he's leaving the camp. And as he's looking at him, you can see in his eyes there is profound sadness. There's almost tears welling up in his eyes a little bit. When a child loses a parent, especially in, a, in an unfair way, sadness, as is often the case, gives way to anger incredibly quickly. They feel that it's unfair that their, that their parent has been taken away from them in such a way. They will always lash out, they will rebel. Well, you if they see, have a parent left, they won't rebel against them, but with no parent to rebel against. 
this angle might know no depths. I think she she still feels like it is he is not gone though. And that is even more dangerous. Because hope that is crushed is far worse than just mere sadness and anger at one's death. Do you believe that her father is still alive? I don't think I don't think so. And is it better that we harbour this false hope for her, walk out into the fields and find her father's corpse? Or do we try and deal with the aftermath? Well, may I may I interject? I saw uh, the workings of these spiders, like, after they've finished with their prey, unfortunately. Redmond yes. was not yes, really quite. something I believe the daughter would wish to see of their once father. Yes. Right. Has she given any indication as to how the events of the village occurred? Yes. Is she she does have a diary. I read through the diary. And she has it back now, but something weird went on in that village. A man, yeah. I believe. Yeah. A man came yes. along to rid them of goblins and whatnot with some sort of um, blue lanterns. But the lanterns did their job and he took gold and from there the problem with the spiders came. Seems very, if I remember correctly, I don't. it's a bit hazy because I was looking through the fog of Jack, unfortunately. But yeah, that's of course. So what you're saying is that a strange man, does she give any descriptors on him so that we can be on the lookout, maybe? There was a description. Black eyes. I seem to remember but bl I can't... black eyes. Was that right? Possibly. I cannot remember. It was, there was a lot going on that night. It is all. If you, if you simply ask her, she will tell you. It is in a diary, and she had it. She has it on her person. Very well. I will have a chat with her when we return to Salt Harbor. I do not believe now is the time or place. However, just continuing. Let's just try and to try and extrapolate the information here. They were being attacked by goblins and rats. Yes, and then this man comes in. In stores, blue lanterns, and the attacks stop. Yes. Yes. Offering his protection. And shortly after, the spiders and the chaldriff appeared. Yes. Maybe some something to do with these blues, like blue lanterns. Yes. Is it not possible that the lanterns beckoned the chaldriff, which in turn destroyed the goblins and? the giant rats and when there was no more prey of them left they turned their sights on the villagers yes that seems the wise option and the man took the gold yes however it does make one wonder why he employed this this method it would be easy enough for him to sell them snake oil as it were something that did not work at all but for him to summon a chaldriff using these lanterns chaldriffs belong deep underground in the underdark 
So if we want to be up here is so incredibly odd. Are you saying he came to the village, took their gold, and then wanted them dead afterwards? I'm not too sure of that. Listen, I, I, I believe that might be the case, but I cannot say for certain. All I know is that this is a very peculiar situation, and regardless well, think... of where we've... Sorry, go on, Deeks. I apologize. Um, I think the motivation was was gold. That's a dark that soul. To kill a village for gold. It's a very dark soul. But it's very common. Yes. I believe that regardless of our future endeavors, whether or not we journey together as a group or not, uh, all of us should be on the lookout for villagers with these lanterns or stories of the strange man. We may have to be able to save countless lives if we do. Indeed. Maybe we should ask the little girl if she remembers the name. Yes, that would be wise. And at this, Gregor, we're going to jump to you as the three of you are still chatting about the uh, lanterns and the strange man. Uh, I come out of my tent just like, just a little big yawn. And I just look at uh, everyone in the campsite. Then after I make sure that everyone's here, I just turn around to Myla. She's still there. Yeah, she's about 15 feet away from you. She kind of stood and um, Raynaud is kind of crouched chatting to her. Yeah, I just walked towards um, Milo and uh, Raynaud. Yeah, as you get closer towards them, then you can hear Gregor kind of like crouched. Okay, so. You smell running. And you smell like fire. And he had a warm, syrupy voice. Have I got that right? He's kind of nodding ahead. He said he took all of the gold, right? Nods ahead again. Okay. Very well. Now, I'm going to break it to you quite bluntly. Because I think, yeah, you're a kid, but you're going to have to grow up quick, kid. Your papa, your papa... He's dead. <laughs> I'm fairly sure your mother died a while ago. So, you know, they're gone. So it's up to you now what you want to do. You can either stay in that village, which probably isn't great. We can take you to another village, or you can come back with us and we'll we'll figure out what to do with you there. There's a, there's a guy in uh, Salt Harbor, if you... If you want to stay there, there's a guy in Salt Harbor that helps with orphans and refugees and all that kind of that kind of stuff. The life isn't glamorous, but it's kind of like a weird little family, a criminal family as such. Yeah. It's up to you, whatever you want. And Gregor, as you kind of approach, you just hear revenge. I, I want, I want to get the man who did this. I just come up. Reyna! Gregor! How'd you sleep? Uh, not too bad, not too bad. It took me a while to get to sleep. Uh, Maya, how did you sleep? Okay. 
a little bit wet. It's, it's raining outside. <laughs> With the big giant rat. <laughs> that's that's gone that... now. That's gone. As soon as yeah, dawn air comes, it disappears. Look, luckily, that, that giant rat that you left outside didn't attack me, but it's a bit scary. <laughs> He would. He wouldn't attack you. He's under my control. And I don't know you. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> he says unconvincingly. Yeah. I so was just I talking. heard. I, I heard that you want to get revenge. Yep. I want to find the man who did the. And I just kneel down and say. The one way you can get revenge is by getting stronger. And how do I do that? The best way to do is learn combat. Okay. And I'll learn combat. And then I'll find them. And I'll kill them. Definitely, definitely. But first we need to get you to a safe place. And make sure that you're alright. Can I uh, pull out another thing from a bag of tricks? Pop out another rat. <laughs> Let's see if it is another rat. It is another rat. <laughs> it's a giant badger this time. Okay, that's fine. The giant badger <laughs> pops out of the. You took. You reach into your bag. You pull out some fuzz, and you're like, "Behold!" <laughs> the 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 fuzz kind of reaches its heart, then like a bang, and the giant badger starts snuffling around. You see this badger? Yeah. This will protect you. Oh, okay. Treat it as if it was your best friend. And you'll be absolutely fine. <laughs> You're going to break this poor girl's heart. But it will be dead <laughs> within five hours. Yeah. <laughs> the first thing you need to learn, Mila, is never form attachments. <laughs> I formed attachments to my friends and they're all dead. Every single one of them. Look at me. I'm strong. Okay, I gotta one. say, he doesn't. He only lasts for the day, <laughs> but he'll protect you for that day. Her eyes kind of widen. My best friend lasted longer than a day, Dave. Oh no! And she just kind of her voice trails off slightly. She understands the weight as of what has happened in the village. <sighs> Maybe it. Raynor kind of like stands up, kind of gets you by the short you know like a friendly kind of like arm over kind of turns you away maybe don't mention the death of our friends and her village and everyone she's known and loved orphan to orphan me to her that type of stuff is not great I was just trying to cheer up with a little friend yeah but let's be honest here it's an orphan thing I don't think you'd understand right should I kill the badger in front of her? Jesus. Not Jesus. We don't have a Jesus here. Elven <laughs> Jesus, no. The uh, Fander, no. No, Talos. Talos works more. Talos, no. You're gonna... You're gonna have this girl's entire family and life ripped away from her. And you're gonna try and give her some comfort and then just... Break its neck. Oh, no, no comfort for you. You gotta get strong. No. I'm starting to think, Gregor, that you might not be the best parental figure for this girl. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe I'll raise her. I could adopt 
so many orphans. We could have a band of feet. Oh my god. Are you sure? It that's comes wise. To her. It's the wisest thing I've ever. Hey, foo! Foo, do you wanna do you wanna run a band of thieves with me? They can learn all the cool shit from me and all the boring oh meditate and brr, shit from you. No response from Foo. Just kind of clumps over. I'm talking to you, you fucking just kind of stomps out of you. So I'm just, I'm just left with uh, Milo at this point. Yeah, it's just Milo at this point. <laughs> okay. As, as Reynolds literally trying to grab food to force him to co-parent a bunch of hypothetical orphan children. Come on. Do you want some food? She nods her head. Mm, come on. I just grab her hand and just lead her towards the, one of the barrels like that's filled with their... Uh, very bland food. <laughs> yeah, just this really bland food for this poor child who's lost everything. As you do, you pass by Amrius, um, Beeks, and Ezidor. Amrius? Greeps. Morning, Gregor. Good morning. Dicks. Gregor? Ezidor. Is it Ezidor? It's Ezidor, yes. As a dog. I'd be offended normally. Well, Greg, Gregor, I, I believe I am going to need to work with you and Dix as well. Okay, that's fine. So maybe a confabulation at the rock? That's fine, that's fine. Myla, you help yourself to food and water. I just walk off. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so uh, the three of you are now walking over towards... Uh, 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 a rock by the side, basically. Quite a large rock. Almost a boulder. Not quite a boulder. Right. Uh, Deeks and Gregor would be. Yes, yes. Well, I'll be really quick, because I sense we have to move on pretty soon. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just occurred to me. I think it's best I tell you something right now so it doesn't happen again, because it was a little bit... We, we nearly had a really big problem last night. More of a problem. Okay. Right, do you know this stone? I'm going to show them the stone. Mm-hmm. And then it'll be like, this is very important. I need it on me at all times. Because do you know, that Jax is very bad news. I got him from a very bad place. And he's very useful. And he'll be very helpful to us. As long as I stay in control. This stone right here. Very rare. In fact, I don't think you can get another one. This is the only one, and if I don't have it, then it's just going to be Jack's. And if I'm not in control, I could tell you now, he has no problem murdering people in their sleep. All right, where, where do you get this Jack's from? Oh, it's a bit of a story. I dabbled in going to other places. And when I okay. when I did, do you believe in purgatory? That is a very good question. Uh, I've never a, thought about it myself. In, like a, a, in a sort of way, I feel I know where you're coming from. No, yeah, I don't. Well, you should do because you've been there. When we were talking to Cyric, that place. Oh, okay. Yes. You see, that place is a place where people tend to go before they go to wherever they go after. You know, beyond the bit we don't know about. After we die. 
Oh. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. I rather foolishly, in my pursuit of knowledge, thought, ha, I could get there. I could get back. Why not? I'll go and have a little perusal. There, there were other reasons, but we don't need to go into that. But when I got there, this Jack's fellow was there, and he seemed okay, I suppose, but it wasn't really a problem because he was in purgatory. And it, it looked like he had a bit of a problem of moving on. I think he was a little bit scared of what would happen to him. You know, judgment are you, and all Are that. you saying that Jack was a god? No, no, no. No, 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 no. He was a, a normal... Well, no. He was human, <laughs> I think. But he was a very horrible one. Like, the worst crimes you could think of. He did things that I just can't even mention. And th this meant he didn't want to be judged. He did not want to go to wherever he was doomed to go. Right. And he found me, and he, when I was there, and unbeknownst to me, he latched on inside me. And I had, I didn't know, I wasn't aware. But when I came back, he started taking over. And very bad things happened. I couldn't get control. Right. But then, I managed to find someone that would actually help me. And, well, long story short, because I, I really do sense we do have to shuffle on. Yeah, I just really want you to get the, the, the point of really important here. I got this stone that helps me keep him under wraps. I can take him out of control at a moment's notice with this little this little trinket of mine very handy but if I don't have okay if I don't have this trinket then I suggest don't go to sleep right so yes <laughs> so your 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 main point is to keep an eye on Jack if he pops out again just no no he won't do anything and uh, to be honest little dicks I've got to admit he actually quite likes you now Yes. yes. It, the way you destroyed that spider, he was quite impressed. He, he saw a bit of bloodlust in you, because that was his kind of thing. But, anyway, not on that point. The point is, he's only under control when I'm in control. So just the stone. If I don't have the stone, then just help. Okay. Because I, I was locked in there. I was trying to ask for help, but I can't. And... I had a, right. I was very lucky. If we walked away from this place <laughs> with Jack in control, I'd have never found that stone, and then that'd been it. He would have probably disappeared and then gone back to his old habits. Right, you have the stone now, don't you? Yes. Yes, I'm going to have it implanted into my foot or something. I don't know yet. I'm going to have to figure it out. <laughs> Oh, thank you for letting us know. Is it all? Yeah, that's a, that sounds like a something very good we, thing to know. Something we should know. Well, yes, I'm just thinking we, after this conversation with Cyric and that. Cyric. Cyric. I forget his name. But after this conversation we had with him, it's looking like we may well be traveling for a while together, so I think it's rather important to you know. Well, you're joining me on this um, adventure as well. I mean, I know Dix is, but I think you're in it for the long run. Well, yes, yes. It looks like I can get some knowledge out of this, so yes, I'm all in. Brill, as long as we know that, that's that's the main thing. Yep, just the important notes. Jack, 
bad news, stone important. Right, yes. Though, you seem to, he seems to be very good in a fight. Yes, that's why I keep, well, it's not why I keep him. I can't actually get rid of him, and he doesn't shut up. He's shouting at me right now, but I've learned to ignore him. Uh, just take him with a pinch of salt, I suppose. <laughs> right, yeah, definitely. But if he stays out too long, that's when we should be worried. Well, yes, just make sure I've got the stone on me, which may be hard. Yes. Yes. Just check, I mean, we'll figure, we'll, we will fi yeah, we'll, we'll figure a way. I tell you, when we get back to Salt Harbor, we'll find a way to inbred this stone inside your body and you'll find what? a way to what sorry let's just re <laughs> rewind a second there implant. when we get back to salt harbor we'll find a way to inbred this implant I'm, implant I'm, you'll find a way to implant embed you i must say gregor i don't think Jesus. inbreeding's going to give me much help here <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure sorry yeah in in, in bed I don't, this, I, uh, Gregor, uh, for as much as I like you, I, 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 I really don't feel that it would be wise to inbreed your stone into Ezidor. And besides, I'm not sure I have any relatives alive. <laughs> Ezidor, meet your brother. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, that was my that was my bad. Yeah, we're gonna do it in bed, in bed, in bed, not in bread. <laughs> bed. Oh, brother, I'm sorry. I've got a bit of a task for you. <laughs> I have a stone and it needs placing somewhere quite deep. Just, just grit your teeth and think of my comrades. <laughs> 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 can i keep with the inbred thing just like yeah it's just like just keep serious but all you just look shocked yeah you're you're just saying it completely serious not realizing what's happening and yeah deeks and Isidore just kind of like eyes a bit open just like um <laughs> i mean i think i think i get what it means but <laughs> Let's just be on the safe side, just in case he doesn't. <laughs> I mean, I mean, put the stone in his body. That's oh, in bed. Yes, in bread. That's what I mean. It's, it's... okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, I must admit, I'm rather relieved. I thought you knew of a spell, <laughs> and I. I mean, I want, I want to sort the situation out, but the certain levels I will not go to, I have to admit. Ah, <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Jesus Christ, that's ruined me. Fucking I was gonna, I was gonna say, Ezidor, I can embed it into you. <laughs> <laughs> well... We're, we'll we'll put that plan on the back burner for now. <laughs> uh, just keep ourselves open for further opportunities, shall we? And if they arise, I'll probably go with that first. <laughs> yes. 
You all walk back into the camp, not uttering a single word to each other, or even maintaining the eye contact. I'm staying well away from Gregor. <laughs> I'm just distance. looking at him and he's like, what did I say wrong? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just Deeks and Ezidor now sat on one side of the camp, just like, backs against the wall, just staring at Gregor. <laughs> Are we? We're moving on. Yeah, yeah, you are moving, moving on. on at this point. <laughs> are we about right? Fucking hell. <laughs> Can't even do my Porsche voice. Are we about ready to go, chaps? Yes, yes. I'm just packing up my tent at this point. Farewell. Uh... And Dukes and Isidore, I believe you have only seen this once, but, uh, well, uh, I have the objectability to portal us around Dukes and wherever these weather veins of mine are placed. Ah, yes, fascinating. Do you, uh, he kind of, like, just walks over and kind of crouches down next to Mila and looks back. Do you think it might be wise to place one of the weather veins outside of her village in case... Maybe they need to return back for some reason or another. I think so. I have a feeling there may be a bit of a a plot here that we may wish to... <laughs> a quest, if you will, a, a side yes. one. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit too meta, that, wasn't it? Uh, I, think, I think there may be a bit of a bit of story that someone's... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Left a bit of story, additional, environmental, if you will. <laughs> I think there may be some issues here that are unresolved, and we may wish to return. <laughs> I agree. Very well, very well. If you would all hold on for five minutes, I will... Uh, he kind of reaches into his satchel, pulls out this small purple weather vane, and as he's walking, you can see he's starting to etch onto it. I shall place this in an area that it will not be disturbed, and if needs be, we can always return here one day. Host haste from the outskirts of uh, Salt Harbour. Yes, because I must say this uh, this Spider Man is really concerning me. Spider Man, Spider Man. Somewhere in the distance, there is an orcish journalist with just like a big mustache, just hammering the desk, just being like, "Give me pictures of Spider Man." <laughs> <laughs> I've ruined, I've ruined the legitimacy of this stream. <laughs> um, We've killed him. We've completely just butchered this Spider-Man. I want pictures of Spider-Man. Oh, he's dead. Give me pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> it's two big tusks. <laughs> yeah, so a couple of minutes pass, and Amrius returns back here, so it's all done. Uh, if we are about ready to go, I can... Summon the portal and it will return us back to Salt Harbor. Yes, yes. Uh, can I look for Mila and just make sure she's okay? She is still quiet. She's she's near um, Raynor, but neither of them are speaking as much, as such. He's he's actually kind of crouched down next to her and he's showing her his dagger, kind of like weighing it like between fingers and stuff like that, chucking it and catching it by the blade and kind of like just. Like handing it to her, essentially. Are you two okay? Yeah, just doing some often 
orphan learning and stuff. She wants to kill that guy, then she needs to know how to use a knife. Are you are you all right looking after Raynor for now? If there's one thing I'm good with, Gregor, it's making sure children don't die. I didn't die, and I was a child once. I just can I just see? Yeah, uh, I see Mala. It's like, is is the badger all right with you? He's awfully quiet. <laughs> well, he is set to protect you, so. Mm. Kind of turns back and starts playing with the knife a bit more. <laughs> so, where did you say that I need to stop to take, take, you know, to kill him slowly? Good night. And painfully. Can I talk to Raynor, please? You kind of tap Raynor on his shoulder. Well, you want to take out their tendons and the Achilles? <laughs> Raynor. One second. I'll tell. I'll keep you in suspense. Yeah. What's up? Hey, hey, Raynor. You, you seem to have a way there with kids. Well, I wouldn't say it's really a way, it's just, uh, well, one of those situations, isn't it? It is, it is. You're a young kid, you've got no parents. Well, Sometimes you need a guiding hand. Indeed, indeed. Uh, may I just, uh, like, just, um, I was just wondering, do you think by any chance you may be able to get a name out of her, do you know, in your chats? Just maybe try and get some details of what might have happened, because... Oh, of the, uh, of the man? Yeah, she, uh... Oh, it's gonna make it a lot more difficult, uh, for us. Uh, but she does not know the name. She got a description, but no name. She calls him the Parasol Man. The parasol. Yeah, because he's got a, he's got a parasol in the daytime, which is a little bit weird. Yeah. Can I call my, back my badgers, like, come on, badger! Bounds. Bounce towards you, snuffling its nose as it does so. Its mouth full of worms that it's dug up. I just give him a little scratch underneath the chin, and that's it. Little legs kick back a little bit. I'm just gonna be like, uh, well, that's good. That's good. It, it seems that she might be opening up to you. So, I don't know. It just if you could maybe, if she remembers anything else, if you could just let us know, because we might be able to do something if we more information we get, the better. And it looks like you might be the best man for the job. Oh, I ain't promising nothing, but no, uh, no. yeah, I'll keep chatting to her. Yeah, no, no. I'll see what we can do. Indeed. I'm gonna be quite honest with you though. I don't think she's gonna want to stay in Salt Harbor. I have seen those eyes before on me. You don't want to stay in one place. You want to find out. You want to find the person that's done this damage to you. You want to kill him. And. I'm gonna be honest here with you, uh, Ezador. Seems like this parasol man might have a lot of money. So, I'm inclined to help this girl get her revenge. Hmm. I'm gonna try and get Fool to come along with me. Because whilst I'm good at teaching her how to survive and to kill and all of that jazz, Foo will be the really boring, responsible one that tells her to, like, I don't know, brush her teeth or whatever the fuck. Okay. Well, maybe we can discuss when we go back to Salt Harbor. It sounds a plan. All I'll say is that it might not be best. And trust me, this is coming from a person who was in a very similar situation. Whatever you do, do 
Do not try and convince her not to seek revenge. No, I... Because she'll hate you for I it. I have no intention of... I mean, I don't know, to be honest. Uh, I don't know what's best for her. I mean, it is a complicated situation. But I'm thinking... Yes. We, we may well want to join you, I don't know. We will we'll have to discuss as a group, maybe, when we get back. So we'll go from there. Yeah. I'm happy with that. I'm fairly sure she's happy with that. But yeah, if you're traveling with Gregor, it, from what I gathered from all the talks with Ragnarok and Ivok and Gregor on our journey here, they might have other things pressing. Maybe. I don't know. Nonetheless, if that's everything, I'm going to teach her all about cutting the um, Achilles heel so that a victim can't crawl away. Yeah, good one. Now, sweetie, where you I need to go? And he's just there, starts talking. I'm just gonna go, just gonna go to Dick's and be like, I'm not too sure he's the best candidate, but (laughs) I know, I know, he's probably not. But but damn, he just looks so good looking after a kid. We have, we have, we have so much weight right now. I don't know. He looks like the father figure, don't he? Let's just let's just accompany and see what happens back at Salt. Now, if you, if you just over here. Now, if you cut really finely on their fingertips, all of them, whenever they need to move their fingers, they'll be in pain. I just, I just turn to the group. I mean, how would you feel if your family was wiped out by spiders because of uh, someone that walked into town that, and pretty much took all their gold and got rid of the goblins, but invited other spiders to come in. Just, just saying this, you also hear, oh, 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 what you can do is you can insert little wooden rods into the little cuts and slowly drive them into the wounds. My smile just kind of just goes, oh, yeah. If you want revenge, oh, boy, torture. Maybe talk to Azadar at this point. Staying out of it. No, Ezador. I was talking to Ezador. Arius. Yes, yes. Is it time Let's we go. are off? Yes. It's time. It's time. Oh, I believe you are correct. Okay, then. Very well. Uh, let's make sure. And he just kind of takes a quick head count. Notices that Ebchar's there, that Fu's there. Fu kind of like hops off his rock. Very delicately, it's like he's floating in air for a second. The lands very gently, walks by, kind of sees um, Raynor, just like, for the love of all that is holy, Raynor, do not teach the child how to torture someone. Teach her about a quick, painless death. Just continues walking. Emrys reaches into his satchel again and pulls out his leather band book, flips it open, finds a page, and starts following it with his finger. And you can see every so often he's kind of like making signs with his fingers, almost like he's tracing the runes themselves, muttering to himself. And then you hear the short harbor. He kind of places his hand flat and then spreads it across the page, almost like he's flicking a page. A bright purple light spreads across the page and flings out, and it expands into like a giant swirling purple boys and it's just warm, 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 warm. Uh, travel back, uh, trip back awaits. 
It's kind of just just the portal. I'll jump to it. You jump into it, Dix, just like a vroom. I wait for everyone else to get through. Okay. Yeah, uh, Raynor. Sorry, go on. Sorry, yeah, I'll just uh, I'll go through and go, oh, Salt Harbor. Fu leaves next, followed by Epchar. And then both um, Raynor and Mila kind of like just walk through. Not necessarily fast or anything, they just plod through it. Uh, Gregor, are you not following suits? I just take one look back and just take a big sigh and it's like, yes, yes. And I just walk through. Very well. And as you walk through, he follows quickly behind you and the portal closes shut. And Gregor, this is uh, common, well, common. This is yeah, I guess common. Uh, you remember this as you as the portal kind of zumps, 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 and you step through. The first thing you notice is that the air in front of you is finally, finally, kind of like uh, that crystal sheen hanging in it. The wind <sighs> swirls around, and you can just smell sea salt in front of you, all around you. Geeks, this is the first time that you've ever come across this area. And as you're looking around, you see that there are right behind you, kind of coming into your view every so often, is a giant windmill. The veins of it kind of like just swooping around. You're overlooking, you're on a giant hill, overlooking multiple fields many of which have been harvested, kind of giving a bit of a dull yellow look to the area. As you're kind of like spying down, you can see that some of the fields, they have farmhouses of various sizes of them, and in the fields are shapes which are moving around, which you assume to be creatures, cows, cattle, livestock. And further down, as your gaze follows down the road, you see a large city Boarded off with wooden fences, essentially like log, logged barricades. You can just about make out a couple of different regions just from the shapes of the houses. But most importantly, you can see a giant black glass tower rising in the air. And above it, even though it is quite a distance away, you can see a pinkish kind of shimmer in the air. Oh. I just I just turn to Isidore, Deeks, Myla. This is Salt Harbor. Very beautiful. <laughs> Shall yeah. we? As they yeah, you guys I'm assuming Dix you start leading the way. Yeah. As they lead the way, Isidore. For the second time in two days, you are left overlooking a hill looking a what was once a settlement a small town that you once knew and now see that it has burgeoned into a giant city by titan <laughs> this has grown 
You've been here before, Isidore? I... Yes, I think so, but it was nothing more than a... than tents and a dock with boats. And that... that chapel... that was nearly new. It's now covered in moss. And... Why? Just to point out, you can't see the chapel I yet. I can't see the chapel, really back. No, you're not <laughs> in the town. You're, you're, on the, you're on the hill. Okay. All right, okay. It's... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, yeah, you can't see it, yeah. Yes, no, yes. It was It was just a simple trading um, dock, really. The last time I was here. There wasn't all this walls and... Why? Why? Cretizing. <laughs> Why? What was, what was the last time you was here? 300 years, Gregor. <laughs> Can I roll for insights see if he's telling the truth? Feel free to, yeah. I thought we went through this. <laughs> Nobody knew. Oh, you did in the town, but I wasn't there. Oh. Uh, 21. The 21, as he says, 300 years, Gregor and just walks forward kind of like almost sullenly. You're kind of stood there as he walks by, just kind of looking at him like head cocks like, like, holy shit. He's telling the truth. You're old. Well, I'm a, uh, <laughs> you have no idea, my friend. I'm actually older than 300. Yeah, I'm just, literally my jaw just. <clears throat> I was quite of age before I, disappeared if I'm being truthful interesting interesting tell me about as I'm walking down with him yes yeah, so Ezador do you want to quickly as you guys are walking towards the city how much do you want to reveal well I shall say I I set out on my quest um uh, Around the year uh, 672. Can I roll for insight? You can roll if you wish. That's about 300 years ago, give or take. About 10. You're not sure. Um, These are just numbers to you at the moment. But oh. When I set out, I actually set out to try and find out why I wasn't dying. You wasn't dying? Yes, because I grew up in a village where everybody around me, including my late wife, and they died of old age. Yet I just kept going and going and going. I never aged. Ah. Interesting. Interesting. Can I roll to see if I recognize any of this? Roll me history with disadvantage. Yes, it's a bit of a puzzle. It's, uh, it actually links into why I was even in that damn purgatory and ended up with Jack. I was trying to find out why I wasn't going there. Twelve for me. Mm, you've heard tales of a man throughout history who never seemed to change age or appearance. He had apparently been involved in some very big events throughout the throughout the lifespan of Ixon. But you're not sure if this is the same man. 
You know what? I had about some some tales about this in my old. <laughs> I've heard about this uh, quite a while ago. I gotta say, I mean, in Dixon, you did some wondrous things, but like you say, he could not die. It could well be. I mean, I have dined with King Titan. I was there when the first Dragonly Corals settled in Kazadar. Sorry, did he say Titan? Rome PTSD check. I can't save. I was around when King Titan II takes a throw. Natural 20. You hold it together, you realise that from context, it's not the same King Titan. <sighs> right. I've been around. Titan, you say? Yes, yes. As I've, uh, I've seen the comes and goings of many titans. I was even around when the first undead were spotted. King Lavelle. Sorry, you don't mean King Titan as in this age, do you? This age? What's this age? I, I, I'm on about King Titan the first. The very first. Do I know what King Titan, which which my King Titan is? You know, it's like King Titan the nine, four, ten. It's definitely not right. King Titan the first. Ah, okay. uh, that's fine. That's fine. All right. Ah, uh, so you know King Titan, did you? Yes, I've uh, I've been here for the coming and going to many Titans. That's what I'm trying to say. Huh. I'm probably as old as some of these trees. Older. Interesting. I yes, wonder you... what what caused this curse of yours. Indeed, that's why I try and find my answers. Purgatory didn't have it. Just a damn curse in itself. I just put I just put my arm around uh, around Desidar and says, hopefully you'll find out in Salt Harbor. Hi everyone, Tom here. Just wanted to say a big thank you to everyone who has watched and listened to this episode. We seem to be getting a bit more views and listens recently, so thank you to everyone who has stuck with us so far, and a big thank you to all of our new listeners and viewers, and of course to anyone who has told people about our attempts at roleplay. The Reaper, the Maelstrom, and the Thief is a homebrew Dungeons & Dragons campaign by Rollcast. This episode is featured JB as Deeks, Coogan as Gregor the Last, Gareth Ryan as Ezador, and Tom Crabb as the DM. Intro, midpoint, and outro music were, as always, provided by JB. Editing and sound mixing was done by Tom Crabb. It's because of the generosity of some incredibly talented artists that we are able to have some amazing ambiences and soundtracks, like the emotive music you may have heard in the background during Mila's backstory. A lot of these artists allow small-time channels and creators like ourselves to use their music royalty-free, so if you've liked what you've heard, or if you want to use them in your own sessions, then please check out the links that are in the description, but of course a special thanks goes to Alexander Nakarada Darren Curtis Music Fantasy Realm Michael Gelfie Studios Scott Buckley Survival Spheres Sword Coast Soundscapes The Ambience Channel and the seventh midnight. Rollcast is on Facebook, that place that used to be called Twitter, and YouTube. You can find us on them using the handle at castthatroll. So if you've watched this on YouTube and you like what we do, 
like the video and drop us a sub. It really helps with the algorithm, apparently. We've also got all of our previous episodes up in our Season 1 playlist, so if you're not already, why not go through it? Catch up, give them a like. Our social media profiles have information about upcoming episodes, clips from current episodes, and us just interacting with the larger D&D and podcasting communities, so look for us there. Again, you can find us on Facebook, X, and YouTube, all on the handle at CastThatRoll. Don't want to watch but still want to listen? We've got your back. Look for Rollcast on Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, Good Pods, and all other podcast platforms. Or alternatively, add our RSS feed so you never miss an episode. Thank you again to everyone who has watched or listened to this episode. With this one done, we're now back to the familiar setting of Salt Harbor and, well, knowing what's coming up, you guys are in for quite a weird ride. We're back for episode 19 on the 30th of August, where maybe the last part of chapter 1 might finally kick off. Or maybe it won't, we tend to sidetrack here. Until then though, keep playing and we'll see you next time at the table. Right. Before I head into the catch-up and stuff, bashed it in, <laughs> bashed it all the way in. Brains leak out and on the bed. Now I know it's fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least I know the outtake for after the credits for this one. That was inspired.